Yo, 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 what's good, what's happening, we back, brand new episode of Threes from the Ring, you know what it is, this your boy Chris J, got the boy Tyler here, Daytra will yo, be joining us, yep, Tyler, Daytra will be joining us shortly, this is the wrestling portion, um, we're doing it a little early because we gotta find times to record, so it's just it is what it is. Daytro is joining as we speak, so there we go. So with that being said, we gotta make the time where well, we can't make the time uh, to record because my schedule sucks. I apologize to our viewers and our listeners in terms of the inconsistencies. I really do. But with that being said, um, subscribe to the uh, YouTube and Media YouTube channel. We have a brand new YouTube channel for you guys. Um, it will. Some of the older stuff, we it, not all the old videos will be up, but some of our favorites, or I will make clips of some great, great legendary moments as well. So be on the lookout for older clips, but all the newer stuff, anything from the past few months will be on that channel. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, what's up there now? You said what, Daytra? No, no, was my TV. I was pausing it. Oh, okay. But yeah, but Daytra's here, so... Go ahead and greet the people, G. Uh, yo, uh, I get a call. I apologize, but I'm at work right now. Yeah, and yeah. So yeah. So once again, this is the wrestling portion. Though, subscribe to the YouTube Media 2.0 YouTube channel. Appreciate that. <laughs> same as uh, it's the same YouTube Media. Um, so you know what it is. Follow us on Twitter at Threes from the Ring, and if you are listening. Whether SoundCloud, Apple Pod, Google Pod, Spotify, subscribe, follow, leave a comment, leave a review, rate, all of that great things. Because I appreciate it. But let's go ahead and get into the main thing that's been going on in the world. And since Daytrail is here, I would definitely, definitely would love his opinion on this. The, the thing that has just been heating up the wrestling world for at least the past two and a half weeks. And that is... AEW, which fills in our the AEW do anything segment that I love so much, and they did do something. They have the biggest news in the wrestling world, and it's not for the good at all. It's not for at the all. good, not good, to the point where it ruined a pretty good wrestling weekend, and where they just had to take the hot spotlight. And it's a lot of faults that can be put out here. You got Tony Khan, who's at fault. Um. The man that we call Naperville Punk is at fault. The EVPs are at fault as well. You fans are also at fault. AEW creation as a whole is at fault. So, if you don't know what's happened and you've been living under a rock these past two and a half weeks, what happened? So, after All Out taking place where CM Punk beat John Moxley to be the undisputed heavyweight AEW world champion AEW has their uh, press conference thing that they do afterwards I forgot what it's called directly but they have their little press conference they do after all their pay-per-views I like the idea honestly I really do I like it but um, 
So when it came down for CM Punk, who is looking bloodied and eating a muffin and all of that, he goes straight to business for himself again, where he slanders um, the EVPs, he slanders Hangman, he uh, bars up Colt Cabana, um, I forgot his, his first, his last name, so I'm not even going to go there, I'm going to go by his wrestling name, to the point where he mentions his personal business and his mother, and if, once again, if I, I said this on Twitter, and I think I even left comments for other wrestling podcasts, if I'm Colt, I am hunting that man down because if there's one thing you're not going to do is involve my mom in our drama. That's just me being outright. You're not about to involve my mom in our drama. So, CM Punk just slanders everybody, calls everybody, pretty much hold everybody. And then challenges the EVPs. If you don't know who the EVPs of AEW are, the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega says, if you got a problem with it, come see me. And what did they do? After that press conference, the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega went to see CM Punk. And this is where details get real sketchy because it's more he say, she say shit than anything. Punk's side says that the Young Bucks kicked the door down, which is hilarious. And just the image of that. And then the Young Bucks and Omega side said they pretty much forced their way through. Pretty much knocked said hey bring your punk ass out pun intended this is where details get shaky but a fight broke out between the bucks and uh the bucks omega and punk and some goofy nigga named a steel who i did not know existed until two weeks ago at by the way at this point did i know the man existed so with that being said a steel allegedly bit Kenny Omega <laughs> bit the man. Um, one of the young bucks, I think Nick, got a chair thrown at him, and uh, and I think also supposedly CM Punk knocked him out, so he literally just had it really bad. And the other one, I think, is Matt. Um, pretty much him and CM Punk fought, and I think I think he's the one that kind of left the most unharmed. Uh, pretty much chaos broke out. A lot of people had to break it up and a lot of people got suspended because of it and allegedly CM Punk we do not know whether he is fired or suspended we do not know uh, we don't know the lengths of said suspensions um because Tony Khan is a pussy in that aspect because it's like bro be a man about it um but yeah so chaos erupted in which the following Wednesday where Tony Khan gained ratings. Shout out to him. He, he popped the rate. He popped the Millie. And he pretty much announced that without even acknowledging the situation, which I understand, played a little smart. Because um, supposedly there's legal issues going on with this. I totally understand that. Sometimes in that way you got to do play it smart. But the trios title, which the, uh, the elite won, at All Out had to been vacated. Shout out to the uh, WWE vacate page on Twitter. He he's he he's a two time champion right now. I respect him. Uh, he's the trio champion, and he is the he's currently AEW world champion. Again. He's the undisputed AEW champion. I respect it. My man's getting them belts. He ain't trio champion no more. Oh yeah, I forgot oh, that yeah, he switched uh, that out. What's yeah. the name? 
uh, shout out to whoever do has it. I forgot their names. It's uh, Death, Death Triangle. That belt uh, is not about. Those belts are not about to be defended. So, <laughs> with that being said, same uh, thing with the belt. Yeah. So, mainly because uh, what's our boy name uh, does not literally pop up on AEW that much. So. Uh, so yeah, with all that being said, the belts were vacated. There's a tournament for the, uh, AEW belt, world title, trios belt situations resolved. Um, MJF is back in the process of this, but that got overshadowed by that situation. Completely overshadowed, overshadowed, but he's back. Moxley was supposed to go on vacation. He still has to be around and... Yeah, so shit going on. AEW got shit going on. But um, if I still have Daytra, I would like him to give his thoughts so he could uh, get back and focus on work and all of that. So your thoughts on the entire situation, feel free to give your slander to CM Punk as well. So I'll let you have the uh, your table here. My thoughts is uh, it's kind of on – I actually don't uh, – agree with any side uh, right. and lean a little bit more towards punk hoas but um, just in the sense of like what happened is that the EVPs went to sheets dirt sheets about the Colt Cabana stuff they did. in which uh, I don't know if it's confirmed yet but punk pretty much confirmed it um, now I don't agree with Punk taking a look. You can't. You, you, I'm your biggest draw. I'm the reason you're doing all this type of stuff. These numbers. That just comes off as cocky because you didn't come to AEW until like the second year. <laughs> so you made sure that when the they first were year didn't go when they were getting their biggest buzz. Buzz. Yeah, when they was getting their biggest buzz. When they was getting they 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 was on track of getting Adam Cole and they was on track of getting Daniel Bryan. Uh, Daniel Bryan. So. Uh, it was really like you came in once stuff was going to get popping. Um, now, excuse me. Now, um, so, but I do agree with like, bro, you y'all talking shit in a when y'all can just come talk to me. Um, and I do kind of feel like, in my opinion, that's kind of stupid for you to go out and trash talk if that is your biggest draw. You go out of trash, talk your biggest draw, and you know, and sheets about something that ain't got nothing to do with nobody. Now, I understand being a big homie to, uh, well, not a big homie, but a, a day one to to Cabana and stuff like that. The Cabana stuff is real sketchy, uh, so like I don't, I, I know about it, but I'm not, I don't really care about it because it's like something that's it's all legal issues and stuff like that. The punk's an asshole, and I'm pretty sure he's about to. If it didn't happen, I'm pretty sure the EVP stopped it. But I'm pretty sure Punk was going to throw his weight around and Cocabana was, at the most, not going to be able to be shown, which he isn't, but shown anytime CM Punk is around. So, um, and I'm pretty sure they just waiting out Cocabana's contract and not going to, you know, re-up it. Uh, just what it is. Because uh, it would be too crazy if they did release Cocabana anytime CM Punk was there. Just because they know it'd be Coco Bennett got released because of Punk, and that's mm-hmm. bad press on the fan side because AEW cares about that. 
I'm pretty sure Vince and them, or Hunter will not give a fuck if people get mad at them for releasing somebody. They still, to this day, don't care. So I don't think Tony Khan should care either, but that's neither here nor there. Um, when it comes to uh, the fight, now the fight in itself it just comes bad off of everybody. Um, don't, like, there's no point of you guys boxing it out. One, getting bit by a nigga named Ace Steel must sucks. Uh, he looked like he has metal teeth. So or getting bit when he got a rabies shot. Yeah. Um getting uh knocked out by a chair or even getting knocked out by anything that involves CM Punk must sucks. <laughs> um but it is a crazy situation just because I don't think even though both sides are gonna coexist originally when they turn I believe backstage is not going to be able to coexist mm. I believe there's a punk side and then there's a elite side and then there's people probably in the middle like Adam Cole and Brian and uh, Mox, Mox who just me. like look I'm about that check so I don't care what's going on but you can tell like you can tell when it comes to like the FTR like them dudes been ranked number one on the tag team has yet to have a shot against the Bucks. And if somebody put it out into perspective, and I don't know how much of a how much you can put into it, but FTR name is fuck the revival. You went to a company in which because uh, the revival has always been their name. It's not like a WWE thing, right? Yeah. So FTR went to a company where the EVP's catchphrase while they was in the E was fuck the revival. You could call it a shot and stuff like that, but then your name is literally fuck the revival. Sorry for the cursing. That's wild. Um, I, I, me personally, I wouldn't take that level of disrespect. I don't care if it is tongue in cheek. Um, second, um, just in terms of, uh, uh, them not getting a shot at them belts, even though they, that's why that ranking system makes no, no sense. sense. Absolutely no sense at all. Um, None. Because you got people like, even for that championship, people who ain't in a one, two, three, four, five, and it got the most single wins and stuff like that. Like they fighting for it, right? You, you put Darby Allen, who been goddamn riding the sink, things coattail, and vice versa for like half the goddamn year and you randomly put him in a t- it's just weird stuff right um and then like you got when Adam Cole first got there he was like it was he he was losing the matches against Orange Cassidy then all of a sudden he went all the way up in the rankings but he was number one for like a week or two I'm like shouldn't he technically be next in line for a title shot and then you got all the people cause apparently dark counts so you got all the people that wins on dark um, yeah, they can tell me that that counts <laughs> No, dark dark literally counts. That's how that's how like Athena is in a title shot. Um That's why. But um shoot. Uh but that's neither here nor there, like the rating system gripe. I just know like I'm pretty sure like the I don't know what the Bucks has against F T R if it's anything, but not dropping the belts to F T R, but dropping the belts to Swerve in your glory. I hate that name, but it's a really good tag team. It's, it's really good in terms of, uh, you know, them two 
clicking off each other. It's yeah. a really nice tag team. They have a great matches. They about to drop their belts to, to the claim. To the claim, which is another on fire tag team right now. Mm-hmm. Shout out to the claim. I might hate Max Caster raps, but they got some things on it. Over is hell, and they got over themselves. They want like a machine push. Yeah. So, um, um, but yeah, like the like it's just stupid that the FTR and I look. Oh, Thanks for calling Forever Card. They trust me. Can I help you? Well, Datra, he has, to, he had to, uh, uh, but just to give, but to kind of even piggyback on what he was talking about with FTR, and I think we said it previously, they have been kind of shitted on, like they have all these other belts. I think they're actually supposed to be defending the New Japan belts either this week or next. I think either on Ramp, Dyn, which one? Is, Rampage is Friday, right? Rampage yeah. is the Friday show. So I think they're supposed to be defending the New Japan belts on Friday on Rampage or next week on Dynamite. I don't remember. And that's in itself is like, yo, that's bogus. And once again, no shot to the clan because they did their thing um, to really get themselves over. And they also, once again, that tag team match with um, with uh, Lee and Swerve was really freaking good that weekend. Really freaking good. It was among one of the better matches of that weekend. Is overshadowed, completely overshadowed by um. Yeah, all that in all, drama. that event there, that uh, all out event wasn't a bad show. It was me, but <laughs> it wasn't a bad show. But it was like bad, the good was stuff mid. that that was supposed to stand out got overshadowed by BS, and that's where it's like we're going back to some of those interviews where they were uh, where some of their guys would talk about like how you know. It's stuff like that that'll keep them from going, you know, going up where they were in that spotlight where they feel like they they should be. Because of stuff like that, like you're not gonna get anybody to really take you guys seriously if on the business side you got guys that are, you know, that are literally putting their foot down on people for no reason. Like that's it's real. It's a lot of goofy stuff business wise that nobody's gonna want to work with you. Like where they Tony Khan was butt hurt because he thought that. Now that Vince is gone, oh, maybe we can work with them. I was like, why would we want to work with you guys? And you can't even, you got internal issues to the point where you can't even work with yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the worst thing that is coming to this situation is like all the dirt sheets when it was like, oh, yeah, we're pro A, pro AW. We really, really heard a peep. We always heard, oh, everybody in the locker room gets along. It's beautiful there, which at one it probably was true at one point. Probably it probably was probably true at one point. And but when you when you insert poison. Yeah, insert poison and yeah, whether or not like how you feel about CM Punk, um it's a it's a different level because who he is and how his influence. But also you gotta look at it in the sense of certain people in like this is in all sports, even in WWE locker room. There were certain people who were the big homies who kept things sane. Like, even though we've had heard our fair share of wild things to happen in WWE locker rooms, we heard the fair share of stories. But it was still stuff where you had people like Undertaker, Triple H to an extent, old vets who just like, hey, hey, yo, chill on that. 
and they police themselves and they're like Undertaker's always that big homie. Um, they, I hear like Roman is that type of guy right now in the locker room. I'm pretty sure Seth is that Randy. type of guy in the locker room. Randy Orton, you just have him who just, yo, keep it cool and all of that. And like even now, like you don't really hear stuff like, oh yeah, unhappiness and stuff. And now that type of stuff is just like happy because like from what I've heard and understand, Colt, Colt was that type of guy in a locker room whether it was an elite associate or not but he was like that a that indie that very indie darling vet who was just like hey look people <laughs> just respect keep, it they people respect, respect it it's crazy how he's not his name isn't all that big wrestling wise you know as far as a draw or anything like that mm-hmm. but people respected him all around the you know the business even some of the you know wwe guys that know him respect him mm-hmm. so it's like even it and it's guys like that that's in the wwe that aren't on tv as much anymore but you keep guys like that around because they're good for your yeah you wonder why like certain people yeah you just wonder why like certain people is just like i do do nothing but job he's there for a reason <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like He's somebody like another good example. Even though fit like Finley, he has more roles with the with the company now. But they kept Finn. You never heard about Finley, you know, after his his aunt, his, you know, his in ring career was done. Nobody, you never heard about them, you know, you know, sending him out or anything. They kept him around because he was one of those guys that you know they like to talk to. They you know they pick his brain. Keeps yeah, Dean Malenko. Dean Malenko was Malenko another guy who just nothing could be that. Yeah, Malenko's another guy who like he like when the radicals kind of got phased out and like Eddie and Benoit were the chosen ones, he stuck around as a backstage agent. It's just you wonder like what they sitting around for, but and but it's very clear that that locker room, well at least recently you hear like Moxley, Daniel Bryan, and Jericho have taken over, but it's like you it shouldn't it shouldn't take until absolute chaos for them to step up like that you know but then again it's like i feel like maybe they they may they might have because we don't we don't really know all the details because yeah even coming off that of that one interview that we heard about a couple days ago where you know kenny said you know if we were really in charge you know half 80 percent of you guys wouldn't be here Oh it's yeah, like the added detail to that. There was an added detail when they said that. There was added detail to that. A Jericho, a Moxley, a Daniel Bryan would have said something like, "Yeah, who, who are you?" Wait, what but y'all talking about? I'm back. I have to send it. Oh no, you good? We we're just pretty much talking about just the state of the locker room, like pretty much. Oh, added, I just think the state of the locker room is it is what it is. I just think like like Jericho was their peak attitude era. Yeah, like you can't, you can't really get no, you know, um, crazier than that. Almost, you know, they had Hell, a, a dude that dressed up as a dead man being a court, which a lot of people joke on saying, "Oh, y'all let me judge what y'all do," but shit, it, it works out. Just go, yeah. you know, get dressed up outside for two days or something like that, um, or just pay for my beer or something. But in terms of like the locker room, I just think it depends. Like the OGs are probably be like, look, bro, we've seen stuff that you don't even want to, you know, deal with. We can't with. talk like, about. <laughs> we deal with peak old head Vince McMahon. Yeah. 
like <laughs> the things that y'all probably going through right now, you know, is just minor stuff. And I'm pretty sure they got at the talks like that. There is always, always a sense of togetherness. Mm-hmm. Like that's what it's going to be. You know what I'm saying? It's always going to be a oh a sense of um we got this. We're stronger than ever. We get past this because they treated this like a terrorist attack. They treated this as if it was like a car crash, and it's really just them niggas bumping heads. <laughs> like Vincent, I'm telling you, nobody would have got suspended. The shit probably would have been talked on TV the next day. I think Vince liked shit like that. So yeah. like, thinking about the whole better too. And the only reason I'm comparing it because I hate comparing to come just because you gotta look and be like how other stuff will be handled. I'm pretty sure there was fights. My nigga, there were situations in the back that we just heard of niggas doing crack. So on you know, NXT. So yep. like you it's it's um <laughs> trust me, like there is there was no reason to feel like this was a funeral of any yeah. sort. Now the aftermath, I think Tony Khan will eventually have to choose do I keep Punk or do I keep the Elite happy? And I mean not just keep them in a show, but keep them happy. Because mm-hmm. if Elite quote unquote call niggas in WWE and not like Hunter or not like you know, other con man but more of like KO and got feelers out there saying like, look, is everything really cool? You know what I'm saying? Then you... <laughs> If I'm Tony Khan, I'm like, I can't lose the elite. People watch that show because of the elite. It's mm-hmm. called All Elite Wrestling. So people watch that show because of the elite. Ninety percent of that fan base is elite fans. So mm-hmm. and they and you taking that fan base. I'm talking about they're elite fans and don't give a crap about WWE. I'm not talking about like the online Twitter beef that, you know, niggas have. Yep. I'm talking about people who probably don't even wrestle. I mean who don't even go on Twitter who just love the elite. Yep. And will go anywhere the elite goes. Um I do think the Hangman and CM Punk stuff not patched up. You called that nigga a hoe on TV, and then in a press conference, yep. you you got to shoot the one on one. I doubt that get patched right there. I doubt that get patched up. I doubt if they ever. And then Punk, Punk probably retires. Uh, he had a he had a a very shaky two year run, but man can't stay healthy. I, well, it's one year run. I think it was only one year. Was it? Yeah, it's a year. Yeah, it's been a year. It's, all of this happened within a year because he debuted it two weeks. Oh yeah, all out to, to book yeah. all out. Yeah, on one all out, he said he the happiest he ever been, and the second all out, he worked with children. But I understand what punk come from because it's a very old head mentality and mindset, uh, bro. Put in, put, 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 put in your dues and work. And like, it just go. And that, that's how the wrestling world is and punks eyes. Still is, you know, put your dues in, work. When your shot comes up, your shot comes up. Like. But in, and, in a sense, it's, it's hypocritical of him to even go. Because you're talking about the him and Hangman situation, right? Well, him and the young yeah. people all together. Yeah, it's like if, he, if that's what you're referring to, it's it's hypocritical on his behalf because when they were trying to explain that to him back when he was having his run, he wasn't trying to hear that shit. 
He thought he was supposed he to be on. He understood it, though. Like, I think he came to terms with the rock stopping the summer of punk. I think mm-hmm. punk only gripe with that company is not main event in WrestleMania. It's petty. No, it's more than that for sure. No, nah, I don't think it's any more than that. I think it really is the main event. Because Punk thing was gonna like come that. back, they just weren't gonna pay the money. Fox wanted Punk back, and Punk was willing to go. But are oh, you talking about when he came back for the backstage thing? Yeah, yeah no, they, he was gonna come back fully. They just didn't want to pay him the money. Oh well. Yeah, it, that's known. I'm gonna mute myself real quick. Oh yeah, but yeah, that is a known fact. Like, and it's just when Tony Khan said here you go with a silver platter the man the man wasn't gonna say no he wasn't right. well, he wasn't would you? Would you? so but yeah like that it, it, i do agree with Daytra. like his main gripe is the he never really was a true wrestlemania headline that was his main gripe was he was never the true wrestlemania headline like yes he had mania matches that were you like well they with mania they they near considered like three four matches as the main event but he was never like but he wasn't like top two card you know but they gave him mania shit like wrestle the undertaker shit like that so so yeah so in his but at his mind look it is what it is because but at the end, I th- I, overall, I just think both sides really can't. They handle everything completely wrong, and the man in the middle of this, Tony Khan, like it's he has to take some blame for this too. Because like, bro, take a this lot is your company. To me. You have to take you have to take responsibility. As much as, just as much as I slander Khan, my bad. As much as I slander Khan, I ain't even slander. As much as I, you know, critique, he's a mark with money. Right. You've been saying so that. a dude, a dude with who's me and you, who happily is in a situation which he like governs a football team as well. So he has some of those qualities, even though some some Jacksonville niggas don't like Khan. But no, they don't. <laughs> when when you when he was able to use that money and business wise, take that and um. Take that and uh, uh, and build a company, which you know, kudos to you. But nobody in his situation, unless they've been through it, would have known what to do. When Punk was flaming early backstage, he probably nipped shit in the butt. But Punk is Punk. Punk is bigger than you in yep. that aspect, right? So he is going to move his weight around, and you either just sit there and be like, "Chill out," which he did, or sit there and you and you let Punk shoot. I mean, and you you stop Punk. But the reason I think he let Punk go because there were truth in that, and he yeah. was shaking his head. Yeah, niggas shouldn't have, niggas should have never went to the sheets. That's it. Yeah. Like. In that aspect, of course, what Punk said was unprofessional, but the unprofessional stuff went out the window when you went to. Now we know that the Bucks are numb. We knew it beforehand, but now we know that the Bucks are numb in cahoots with the Sheets. 
that they put news out there about certain things, that they go out there and talk. If it's if it's locker room discourse, we know who went out there and said, "Hey, this is what's happening." We nobody cares about. Of course, it was a tongue in cheek people who knew about the Coke, uh, the Coke Cabana thing, and, and people was gonna be like, "Well, Coke Cabana ain't got a job no more." For people who in depth in podcast and know what happened with the legal issues and stuff like that with Coke Cabana, when them WWE lawyers was going crazy on them niggas, but when when we when when the casual fan on the upper level hardcore fans saw that shit, nobody really cared. Until it got put out by Sheets. Until it started turning on Twitter. And until Hangman Page <laughs> went out there and literally was like, look, my nigga, you about to get a nigga fired on TV. And that's just it. It really ain't had nothing to do unless it was the message behind it saying, okay, where you think you came from, punk? I, I know you about to take this title for me, but I still think you're a punk nigga. Mm-hmm. And that whole thing spiraled. If just some people should have just handled that backstage, but it didn't, and it's the elite. And I don't know where you go with it. Everything's been, it, it was always a shaky thing when Punk came back because you knew Punk was going to have that title around his waist. It was so convenient to us the summer that we was going to get a summer of Punk part three, unfortunately. So you knew this was going to happen. So I'm pretty sure some people felt like that's fucked up. But it is what it is in this business. If The Rock came back and told, hey, Hunter, I want to come back and I want to do X amount of dates. That means I'm going to have a six-month run with the belt. You know what Hunter going to do? Hey, Roman, it's time to take that job. It's time to sit down. <laughs> it's like, and that just happens in the business. Yep. So it is what it is. Uh, I'm going to get back to work. I just really want to say that like nobody's in a right in this situation. Uh, yeah. The only people who in the right are the fans because they literally are the ones who, who's making it you know, still a thing. Um, more news will come out. If yep. Punk is fired, I believe he's going to retire. I don't believe he's going to go back to the E. Mm-hmm. Um. If the Bucks are done, Kenny might stay in Japan. But I do think the if the Elite is done, I think Kenny might stay in Japan. Uh, and the Bucks might head to the E. I want to say this now uh, before people be like, "Oh, niggas like the niggas like the Bucks him now." I don't dislike the Bucks. I don't dislike FTR. I don't dislike um, a lot of niggas, but I just think they're corny. Peace out. Pretty much. <laughs> and with yeah. that said, Daytro will be back. For the basketball portion, which we will record later on, but um, but yeah, I I Daytra pretty I much agree. hit a lot of stuff on the head, um, with the situation, um, but I do, I will say this one thing that, like I agree, but also slightly have my own take with Tony Khan though, and we'll wrap this up so we we'll go to other things. Tony Khan still has to take ownership, in a sense, because yes. Some stuff talk, CM Punk did say is like, okay, I feel you. But also CM Punk is also very narcissistic as fuck. So, but it's but you have to think like, not all good, not all press is good press. Let's put it this way. Especially when you have Discovery, who is 
out here looking like the last samurai cutting <laughs> and slicing shit. <laughs> Do you really need this limb? Exactly. They're going to sit there and be like, they're going to look at uh, Warner and be like, you want us to keep this on TV? You you have a bloodied man slandering his locker room, his fellow co-workers, in front of the owner. That's what y'all, that, yes, it makes ratings. But you want me to keep them and give them more money? Tony Khan has to think like that because it's the discovery rumor thing is just very nasty and all of that. Do I think AEW is going to get canceled? Hell no, but it can affect budget. And he has to do what he can to continue to keep more good press than bad press because this is not good press. When you have, when the company that you're with, Warner, is in the process of getting bought. It's like as if Charles Barkley says something wild, which he does, but legit wild, where it's just like, oh yeah, we can't slap that, where it offends, not where it offends many and not just the minority you hear what i mean yeah tnt gonna be like oh yeah you gotta go <laughs> you gotta go literally Dwayne wade chris bosh will be on to nba on tnt every day after that <laughs> every thursday or tuesday whatever the hell they uh be on tv it's just you gotta think about that and but overall they gotta they have to figure out a lot um just so we could wrap up and stop talking about that pissant company um malachi black did get his release um as well he did get his uh it's a conditional release we do not know the exact number um with oh i will even though i still think sean ross sap is an absolute goofy um the patreon it's worth the five dollars <laughs> <laughs> literally it can't look every update i'm sitting up like screenshot group chat here's what's going on but um but i'm that he he hasn't fightful and nobody has even gave a number on what are the conditions and what what is the uh no performance clause uh number so we don't know whether it could be a, it's 30 60 90 we don't know. Some I like. I've heard some people say as many as six months, which is extreme. Very extreme. Um. So yeah. I it's I wouldn't. I, we might be missing some, but that might have happened to somebody before. Might we don't know, but because um, you know WWE would do that sometimes. With yeah, but guys th- theirs like is the that. most is normally ninety. Most of the time is ninety, and it also depends on uh. It depends on, I think, how many years is left on the deal, too, from what I've heard. Yeah, because I was going to say, because when, I don't know if I had the right guy, but somebody, they did it to somebody because they were they were hurt for a little bit of time and they had extended their deal. So Yeah, they, they free, there's a difference. You, they freeze contracts, yeah, because of injuries. Yeah. Now, that's different. To me, that's okay. different than, like, granting a release and WWE normally will grant it and then you get 90 plus days. 90 days till you can't till you can go somewhere and work like and all of that so but that's like a just telling you like yeah we freezing your contract i'm not mad at it 
uh, it's a little nasty, but in terms in like wrestling, I get it because look, we need you like look we look sorry you was hurt for six months. We're adding six months to the contract because you didn't work for six months. Right. That's different to me. Right. Business wise, yeah. I I do kind of understand. Yeah, like it'd be nasty if uh the NBA did that. <laughs> hey. Derrick Rose would be on the Bulls. Derrick Rose would have been on the Bulls so much longer. <laughs> hey man, you missed two years, two two plus years on that contract, huh? <laughs> you didn't play for two years. I mean, that's still on them though. They it's still they were the ones that decided to get rid of. Yep, but yeah, different. But yeah, so it is what it is when it comes to that. But um, but, but hopefully yeah. you know, in all in all seriousness, you know, because he's you know he's getting released because he's dealing with you know personal issues. So, yeah, you know, personal we, issues, we and he okay. just wasn't happy there all together. Yeah. So and I think as of right now with the things we've been hearing about that locker room, if some people are just not happy there and they want to go, let them go. Whether they form the WWE guys, especially or not. if you're not using them. Exactly, and Malachi Black was being used. Like he legit like was being used. The House of Black was being used. It's yeah. just still the fact of the matter of like, well, who's leading the House of Black? Is it gonna be the House of Buddy? <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, that faction probably over with. Yeah, like, is it the House of Buddy? Is it the House of King? <laughs> like, gee, I'm sorry. Like, what, what, what are we doing? So, um, yeah, that'll be an interesting situation in itself, but. Prayers up to Malachi Black. Um, more likely, he is going to go back when he is ready to go back to the W. I think he is going back there. I more than likely believe that. Um, but yeah, so before we get to WWE teams, we're going back in time. So, yes, I have been watching my WCW still. 99 is some of the most wackiest, cringiest shit ever, bro. With that being said, it's crazy how you see the fall. It's just, you see the fall and it's nasty. <laughs> so, I think the last I record, I said Hulk Hogan's back in the yellow, the uh, red and yellow, looking like a, a freaking mustard ketchup mix. Um, <laughs> Sting is healed. Luger is healed with him. And uh, him and Rick Steiner is just causing, they him, them and Rick Steiner is causing chaos. Uh, the filthy animals are getting established more. Um, Benoit. So Benoit, Malenko, Perry Saturn, and uh, Shane Douglas are the revolution. That's an interesting little faction of just like the three workhorses and the new young guy that they're trying to build up for the mid card who Shane Douglas was and when was heavily featured. Shane Douglas also cold on the mic like gee i i feel like in terms like if he was so underrated on the mic like when i was in wcw 2000 when i was a kid i remember shane douglas vividly because he was so cold on the mic to me he just had that energy Did he ever go over to the east no no i wonder i think he went to i think he has no he has some type of injury he has some type of injury i think that just was career ending he was doing a lot of uh Backstage stuff, with, uh, TNA. Uh, yeah, he was like, oh, yeah, well, he was doing, still in the business somewhere. Yeah, but um, but yeah. So shout out to uh, Shane Douglas though. So and then Goldberg and Sid Vicious is the highlight. 
it's the highlight of this because <laughs> for one, Goldberg is in the legit storyline. Plus, <laughs> it's Sid Vicious, and I. This is you know the the stuff where you see the meme where Sid Vicious is on top of a car yelling out, Goldberg, Goldberg, <laughs> why? So it's because him and Goldberg was going back for, I think Sid Vicious is the U.S. champ. And Goldberg and him just going back and forth. So Goldberg is ruining Sid Vicious' cars. For back-to-back, we just ruined his cars because, for one, Goldberg can't touch Sid Vicious until Halloween Havoc. So each time Goldberg has a match, so he's doing the locker room thing. You know, he's coming out from the locker room, the security walking on. And then Sid Vicious just walks up, talking shit, saying, yeah, yeah, you know what it is. Pretty much, like, just talking shit. <laughs> so they were just doing like, that, uh, in a way, they were kind of doing what Austin and Triple H did at one point, where they had signed that deal where they can't touch each other. Yeah, it, and funny thing, I think once. this was around that same time. I don't remember. Was it but, 90? You said this was 99, right? Yes. So they technically did it first. They did it first, technically, because Triple H and Stone Cold didn't do that until 2001. Oh, okay. Wait, was it 2000? It was probably 2000. It had to no, be 2000. it was 2001 because it was leading into that uh, that three stages of hell match at No Way Out 2001. And Stone Cold had just won the Royal Rumble. And Vince was like, y'all go sign this deal. Triple H, if you touch him, your ass is suspended. I remember. Okay, so what? Stone Cold would lose, his, um, would lose his Rumble opportunity if he touched him. Okay, I that was two thousand one. Okay, I don't. I felt like it was. Two, you sure it wasn't two thousand at least? No, that was two thousand one because it was no. Oh. It, the three stages of hell match happened at um, No Way Out two thousand one, leading into WrestleMania seventeen. Okay, all right, you got it then. So, like I said, you, so yeah, you better so with Goldberg the dates. Goldberg and Sid Vicious, you know, they did the prelude right? Pretty much. Um, but it's just funny, Sid Vicious just he because he's blocking Goldberg from coming through and he's just talking a gang of shit. And Goldberg just <laughs> nodding his head like whatever. Goes out to the ring, just beats the daylights out of whoever he's wrestling. And then he just proceeds to just and then for some reason at the end of the episode, Sid Vicious car just gets ruined. And it's like each time it's like he's he's for one trying to watch his car. It was like one time it was like He's at the park, like just waiting for Goldberg, like, and then I guess it was a point where he turned this turn. He was busy enough when Goldberg smashed his car. The first one was like flat, and then the second time was just like he cubed that shit. I'm just like, bro, they make a Goldberg like at this point, you build a Goldberg up like he he he's a freaking human car compressor or something. This is like Bane. Like, Remember the episode of Batman the Animated Series? Bane destroyed. He destroyed that man's car with his bare hands. Yeah, but Goldberg Bane. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'm just like, this is the most entertaining thing I'm watching besides, like, the cruiserweight matches and stuff as well. So, I'm still waiting for a uh, dubbed, dubbed jive talking La Parka. I'm, I'm still waiting for this, by the way. <laughs> Um, another thing that is going on is Bret Hart. Bret Hart's popping up back on TV again because Owen, around this time Owen died. So um, this is like post Owen dying. So Bret is just now popping up. He had a really great match against Benoit. And the last episode I watched, Benoit and Bret are in a tag 
tag team together. Well, I need to watch that. I, I never knew that they went against each other. Yeah, there was an honor. It was an honor of Owen. Um, I got to see that. Yeah, it was a that was actually a really good match. Um, really good match. So, um, yeah. So, but yeah. So, it's it's the road to Halloween Havoc '99. Pretty much Hogan and Sting supposed to be fighting for the belt. It is you, and this is you could tell like WWE was just washing them in ratings because you're getting some crazy once in a lifetime tag team matches. Like you're getting. Uh, Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair tag teaming together and shit, <laughs> just to fight and they Sting were just and Luger. Before that, weren't they? Exactly. Like earlier in the year, they're feuding. Like, bro, we're in October now. They're the bestest of friends and shit. But like, you could just tell how much in the dirt they were getting slapped in the ratings because they're like, we're giving you these what's of the lifetime tag. You're getting Hulk Hogan and Goldberg versus whoever the hell Hogan's feuding with. And whoever Goldberg's feuding with and shit like that. And it's just like, please. <laughs> please. Please watch our show. <laughs> please. But, um, but yeah, it's just like, you can just tell the shit's in the dirt. Um, and all oh, your yeah, uh, Kevin Nash and Scott Hall, they're popping up to arenas, sitting in the front row and right in front, right in the middle of the TV camera. So it's just like, they're like, cause you gotta remember, Kevin Nash is technically retired because uh, he lost to Hogan earlier in the year. Oh, yeah. So, and then Scott Hall is popping back up on TV with him, and it's just like, they're like, nah, we're not coming back. It's too boring. We good. <laughs> we good. We gonna chill out. <laughs> we good. We gonna chill. Oh, we gonna feel our presence though. Exactly. We here though. We we here to get the this paper because we gotta be on TV. But um. But yeah, so that's what's going on in WCW right now. From want to watch, I'm on Halloween Havoc '99. I'm getting close to that, so it, it it's getting it's it's getting horrible. <laughs> it's getting bad. So, the but is near. it is. What's so, that? <laughs> Remember the one song that that WWE will always play when they uh, had an Armageddon pay per view? The end is near. <laughs> And this <laughs> every time, bro. Like they, they wasted no time. Like they, whoever that band was, was getting decent money off that royalties. G. I think that was um that was the same band that I think that's Motorhead, the same band that did that does all the Triple H's. And look, Motorhead is good for life, G. Solely because yeah. of Triple H and WWE, bro. In the early two thousands, they were getting that paper, but. Let's go ahead and get into WWE in the present. Um, News-wise, NXT is now about to become NXT 2.0. It's back to NXT, but it's white and gold. Yep. So The colors um, changed, y'all. y'all the colors changed. Um, niggas were saying it was black and gold. I'm like, you niggas are colorblind because that is white. <laughs> like, that is white and gold, G. But... All I would say is this in regards to that. You give your quick thoughts on it. Mm-hmm. NXT was not that much different, G. 2.0 yeah, was not that big of a difference. Triple H himself has said in two, three interviews since he's been back that NXT 2.0 was going to become 2.0 eventually because he felt it needed a fresh, a fresh rebranding. And then during this whole, this past year of being 2.0, we had new stars being dubbed. 
we finally got some of the older stars to go up to the main roster or just find new roles elsewhere. With that being said, we have Braun Breaker. We have Mellow Hayes. We have Solo. We have uh, on the women's Santos side. Escobar. Yeah, Santos Escobar finally moved up, but that's a different story. We women's have uh, oh, Nikita Lyons. Nikita Lyons is a thing. Um, Tiffany Those Stratton. Um, Wendy Chu. Um, Toxic Attraction. Ma- minus Mandy Rose. It's Toxic Attraction as a whole. Uh, what's her name on the two girls? Um, the ones who threw the tag team belt out. The one who threw the uh, what's her name? Um, oh, uh, Cora Jade and Cora um, Jade and uh, Roxanne Perez. Roxanne, there we go. Rox, I almost called her Maxine, but Roxanne Perez. You got all of them coming up, and then you still, and then tag team wise, it start like because of the UK niggas the coming brothers, over, it's getting strong lines. again. Yeah, the Creed Brothers is probably... I can't wait. <laughs> for the Man, Creed Brothers when the Creed Brothers go to the main roster... I just need the tag team scene to be so busted when they come. Because, gee, they gonna be, they're going to be one of... They're going to be one of those guys... They're going to be the tag... This is my early t- hot take for them. They're going to be the tag team of this decade. They're legit going to be the I tag team of this that. decade. I can see it. They're going to be they're one of the young, top tag teams of this decade. To fully build them up. Mm-hmm. Even though I think Julius is going to be the star among he's he just hit he just screams star, he, but um the other one is still Brutus whatever his name he's still decent, but Julius is clearly the the star of the group. Which look look it don't mean that he's going to be the solo star. It just means he's more like the Bubba Ray. Yeah, I was just going to say that's why who they remind me of so much is the Dudleys. Yeah, like. I don't think it's going to be a like, oh, my God, Julius Creed solo run. It's going to be like he might win a IC belt maybe once. Who knows? But I'm not. But Julius is cold. He, he He's but cold. But the way things are set up, they don't need to ever really break them up. I know. That's more than enough, you know, singles talent. But I, I still get what you're saying, though. Like, yeah. they, they, they're really good as a team. Yeah. Like, I, I like would say this. If, of, I like how they've been doing the storyline between, you know, internally with the Diamond Mine where, you know, Damon Kemp seemed to be on his side. He just recently turned on them. I'm kind of confused on what they did with Roddy because Roddy oh, got Roddy's hurt. I read that he's hurt. He's legit oh, hurt. he's legitimately hurt? Yeah, he's legit hurt. Oh, okay. So, um, so yeah, so it's just, once again, it's just them two, which for them is probably the greatest. But still, it's just... It's, it's, yeah, it's separate the them and what Diamond Mind is just move on with the shit. Um, but the Creed Brothers is another good example. I like Pretty Deadly. Um, the two country niggas um, are decent as well. So mm-hmm. like tag team wise, you got your division wise, you solid. Women wise, you solid. Uh, and they pretty men- much absorbed all of uh, NXT UK. Yeah, like whoever whoever's choosing to stick around, like. You're good on that end. And, gee, Ija versus Brian. Ija versus Brian. That's, that's probably going to be the next takeover match. Oh, my God, G. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, G. Bro. Bro, that, that match is going to be special. That match is going to be special, and I mean that in every way. I mean that. Like, 
to the point where I'm like, Give it to after me the first again. match, Give it to me <laughs> after the again. second match, after the third match, after the fifth match, Give it to me again. <laughs> literally. It's gonna be nice. It's gonna be. It's, it's gonna, gonna be. be I think that's gonna be. That might end up being his best opponent since probably Ziggler. I would say. Yeah, and I would say this. I think, and I know people saying, yeah, people don't feel like Braun is developing or growing, but he hasn't had nobody to really test him or push him on the mic. And Ija exactly. isn't that type of guy neither. Like I'm not. I'm more familiar with his matches than actually his promos, so I can't. I, I'm not the one to judge him in that aspect. But match wise. It was going. This one might be it. I don't think until they decide to run the mellow, until they feel like until they run mellow versus Brian, and or even somebody like what's that man name Grayson Waller versus Brian, he's not going to get tested on a weekly promo basis. Cause that is the dull part of his title run right now. Cause it had until it wasn't since Dolph. Or a couple other people, where it was just like, because right now he Last just sound like his, Cameron Grimes. Yeah, where he was tested on a week by week basis as a character giving promos. That's been an issue for him, and because it's to the point where it's just like all this shit has been. You talk too much, I'm gonna beat your ass. You sound like your daddy. Yeah. When I need a combination of both, I need I need a combination of your. Your daddy and your uncle. Especially since you have Cora Jade, I need some more Scott Steiner coming out of you, my brother. You you have you have one of the baddest hoochies in the game. <laughs> I just need it. I need I need it. I just need it. But you no, know, we're not expecting him to give us a Steiner math promo, but you know, it's still room for it can be somewhere in between. You know where exactly. he's at, and you know up there, the ceiling is high for him. So it is, but um, but yeah, but overall, I'm happy um to see two two was a lot better than people gave it credit for. It's just people ran with the Vince came in and ruined it, and it was like, bro, all he did was just it was a transition phase altogether. You really, you pretty much introduced all new people. Mm-hmm. You had somebody new, you know, running it. You know, you had to. You had to do something. It was and like like you said, Triple H said that he was planning on making some changes anyway. So yep. So like the only thing, and then even with this new, with the you know, with it just going back to the standard NXT, it's it's still gonna, you know, it's still gonna be about developing, you know, talent better. You know, you still have guys that they just signed that are in the performance center that we probably gonna be start seeing, you know, coming, you know, between now and January. Exactly. Because That's how like, it was. Like, if, if this is how I know people won't really watch NXT, you know, way back when, like when Seth Rollins and them were still there. Because this is exactly what they were. What NXT 2.0 was. That's what it was when Seth Rollins was there, when Bo Dallas was there, when Big E was there, when Jinder Mahal. Those guys were there. That's exactly what it was. It's very fresh. It's very green. But it was a transition phase, and then it transitioned into the era where we got Kevin Owens, Finn Balor, Shinsuke, Sammy. You know, is it's always going. NXT is always going to go. I think it's always as long as it's around. 
it's always going to get to a point where, okay, we're going to have to transition into a new phase to build up these new guys because you can't mm-hmm. always do the same format with new people because they don't know it yet. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, so it is what it is when it comes to that. But I am, but like people just need to remember it is still developmental and it's just more, they adjusted it because now it's like, and just to wrap it up, 2.0 was to encourage these people to get character. We know you can put on matches. Like at this point, mostly everybody is at least average in ring. Even some and of the people who legit athletes at that. Yeah, even and when you sign the legit athletes, it's just more along the lines: can you do this shit or not? And the ones who catch on quick, like in the past, like the Biancas, even somebody like Tiffany Stratton right now, they caught on quick. And it's just like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> like, okay, you see it. Cool. You, you just see it. So it's just more along the lines of just seeing things. People need to let stuff be what it is and realize what it, it was for the greater good that it happened this way. And plus, it wasn't Vince's show. It was Shawn Michaels' show. Exactly. People need to remember, Shawn Michaels was in charge. <laughs> He he was the He's one still in charge technically. It way, is the way they, so it I is what it is. I would be shocked if we start seeing if we if they going back to the to more of an original NXT format now. I wouldn't be shocked if we start seeing Shawn Michaels pop up every now and then. Probably, Maybe I would say it's one thing. Sense. They do need a they do need somebody to play GM. They really do. It's it's and Shawn Michaels would be cool with that. Yeah, I think if, if they, that's the especially right we get. Going. If we get a weekly sweet chair music, I'll be fine. He <laughs> <laughs> just kicks right, somebody. This ain't, this ain't the other place. We ain't letting the inmates run the asylum. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, look, I will kick you. I will kick the shit out of you, bro. <laughs> like, what the hell? But, um, but yeah, so we'll see where things go from there. Um, So, let's just recap everything that's been going on in WWE that's fast forward. So, Clash at the Castle happened. <laughs> Really freaking great pay per view, pay per view of the year. Like no doubt about it, no doubt about it. The uh, the uh, what's what's Bailey's team called? We, we damage control? control, damage control. There we go. Damage control beat Bianca, Seth beat Riddle, Gunther and Sheamus gave us one of the match of the years. <laughs> Easily one of the matches. They, they, that really might be it. I, it uh, it's, it's up there, G. Really, you still got to remember Cody and Seth and Hell of the Cell with Cody, Cody with one arm. It's still up there. <laughs> like, like, G, like, that's that's a match of the year quality match, G. Um, and then, um, well, live, uh, live, survived Shayna, who, but you know, I was right. It was a definitive win. <laughs> yeah. I did appreciate the way that they did it. It wasn't in a way where um, where she looked weak. She neither nobody looked weak in a sense. I feel like Shayna is the way that they're doing Shayna right now is they're gonna uh they're re, they're re, retooling her and back into who she was for the NXT Shayna, where she's mm-hmm. really gonna start kicking some ass again. I agree. Then we have uh, and then. Roman and Drew. Once again, another, another, good match. another possible another match possible. of the year candidate. Another possible match of the year candidate. That in itself was beautiful. And I keep telling y'all, G, 
I told y'all Roman was going to win, but y'all doubted me. Y'all doubted me. Stop doubting me. I know, I would know when the big dog going to lose. Y'all thought, oh, Vince ain't there. It's going to, no. No. That nigga won. That nigga won. Yeah, Solo got involved. I know it's the classic somebody going to, who going to save Roman. But, He still he, he he still lost. Drew still took that L. And it's fine. It's dandy. Beautiful. <laughs> but with that and said, Drew they had a really great very, That's probably the strongest loss Drew has taken damn near all year. Yeah, and Drew has and even in, and Drew doesn't lose that much. But when you do, it's mainly because of shenanigans. And yeah, even okay. then, you can still run it back anytime. You go run it back because it leaves that what if question. But um it do with that we do have to transition to you like I did read that they're tr- it's it that they are open to any creative way to get both belt well get one of the belts off Roman. It's just more along the lines of because they want to have both they want to have both belts defended at Mania. They want to have two champions going into Mania. They're just trying to find a way that makes sense that doesn't make Roman look goofy and still makes Roman look strong while also making the person who has the belt look like a legitimate champion. And that does involve Brock Lesnar, of course, because you can't push the Brock card out all the time. You, you just can't. <laughs> so um, so it's, it's just a matter of how... And it's just to me. I think it's more of a matter of how than it is when. I think at this point, when they're going to find a way to get one of those belts off Roman. So it's just you have. It's a. It's more of a how than a when. People crying about when, but I think it's more of how at this point. So with that being said, we have to wait and see. Yep. Especially now, he's not, he's not losing. I don't think he's losing it this year at all. It's po- it, I'm gonna say this: depending who's crowned Joel opponent is, because I think that he did pretty much not non but confirmed that his next pay per view, the next thing, the, the next pay per view is working is Crown Jewel. He's not working. He's not working extremely. If he do, it's probably last minute. Um, but we will see. Um, when it comes to that, I think but, maybe his presence might be felt at Extreme Rules, if anything. Yeah. I can see that, um, but we'll see where things go in regards to that. But um, but the reason I don't think he's dropping either belt this year, at least, unless they really, really want to get one of them belts off of him, is because Solo just picked up a belt. Which he did. That he did do. They went crazy for Solo, too, when he, uh, when he won that title, too. They yep. went crazy. My man sat there and said, which... I'm gonna say this added on to the blood. This is gonna make the bloodline story even greater because my man's <laughs> they're gonna sit there and look at Sammy and been like, "Where your gold at, player? <laughs> Where your belt at, my like, boy? You look a little naked right now, man." Exactly. And then Sammy go sit there and say, "Well, I have gold in my heart," or some crap like that. <laughs> and then that's when the super kicks when they start to fuck. 
<laughs> exactly. Like it's a way to see an approach right now of like Sammy getting freaking dog walked. So like it's that, just it's, it's about to happen, dude. Like the, the the moment that they jump Sammy, they're going to pop for that man. That face turn is gonna be lovely. That face I, I'm, turn. I'm, 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 I'm shaking just thinking about it because I just know they're gonna they're gonna beat the dog shit out of him. Bro, that is gonna be look, bro. We seen a lot of ass whoopers this year. That ass whoop is gonna be crazy. In the words of Jr., is it's, it's a muggy. It's, there's a mugging that's taking place right now. <laughs> He's getting fucking mugged. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, bro. Like this is gonna they're be gonna nasty. To but stre- they gonna have to put Sammy on the stretcher. The one, not the stretcher that go into the ambulance, but they gonna have to put him on the one that they gotta siphon all the way up to the helicopter so they can get him to intensive care extremely fast. <laughs> Bro, that would be insane, G. That would be insane. I would cry. <laughs> I would cry, G. Well, also another thing that I've been wondering what about the bloodline situation is now that they have their, you know, potentially the last piece of you know of the puzzle. How much longer do you think Heyman sticks around with that group? Because it's getting to the point where a couple scenarios could happen. Because Jay is really, they, you know, that's his second in command right there. So it's like Jay could really kind of, not necessarily boss orders around, but when Roman's not there, he's pretty much the one doing all the talking. He's, you know, directing the, you know. I will say this. Heyman plays a special case because he... Yeah, he's the mouthpiece, but he's also like the I, I I pull the strings behind the scenes for you guys. Right. He's you know the business. He, he guy pull, like over. like yes, they don't need him, but he pulls the strings behind the scenes. And like, like I'm I said, not saying that they should get rid of him. Yeah, yeah I know what you mean. That's why I'm saying in a perfect like my creative vision to get one of them belts off Roman is Heyman making it where you have to beat Roman twice to get to be undisputed. That's my vision. You have to beat him twice. He gets right. to beat you once, but you have to beat him twice to get both belts. You get so it's a like belt. A two out of three fall situation. Yeah, and even then, that one fall is going to be so janky <laughs> that you're going to get your ass kicked. <laughs> In that second run, <laughs> get washed. Like I can, I, that's how I view it. Is that Heyman's going to put? He's the behind the scenes guy. But, but anyway. So, um, but yeah, that's his role. Yes, Jay is the second in command. He is the voice, and also I have to give Jay respect because each time Sammy is around, he looks so angry. <laughs> <laughs> he was so angry. You gotta play that clip. You remember that clip with Fifty Cent? He's like, I, I, I really don't like this guy. Hold on, I think I have it. But gee, he be looking <laughs> so freaking mad. I can't wait to just put my foot in this man's face. He said, like, like Jimmy be looking so happy regardless, and then it don't help that Solo looks the same regardless, no matter who it is. Solo <laughs> like. like and you ain't you ain't blood for real. You ain't exactly, like bro, you wasn't out here in these streets. Which, by <laughs> the way, uh, they they kind of have to retcon Solo's story because you gotta remember he was 
He was the uh, he talked about yeah I was the brother that was abandoned I was out here in the streets I'm like yeah they they kind of did they I think what I think Michael Cole might have said it is like there was like because there's an age gap there's like an eight year age gap between him and his brother so he had the his path was you know after there basically yeah but gee but like, in a way I do think that he's still gonna be in like a somewhat of a devil's advocate role at some point like i feel like he's gonna be the one to maybe not necessarily break up the group but he's gonna cause some some issues at some point at least i would hope down the line yeah because he because regardless his name is solo and it's just like no i do things my way and he gonna tell roman i did it because i felt like it (laughs) right and And roman gonna sit there I i did it for me Jeez, and Pat, I mean, uh, Roman is gonna look at that man like, huh, huh, mm. okay, all right, nigga, got some of your ass. So you ain't acknowledged me yet, huh? Exactly, but anyway, um, but yeah, um, going. On, I think other things. Uh, Seth and Bobby next Monday is going to slap. That's gonna be fun. It's gonna be beautiful. It's gonna be slick. It's gonna be beautiful. I was expecting that to eventually happen because the way Bobby is right now, he's technically the way the way he's booked, he's taking their world champion for Raw at the moment, you know, with the yeah. US belt. So yeah, it makes the most sense until and arguably even though I think we're getting Seth and Riddle rematch because I think Riddle gets involved in that match. Cause, yep. but it still gives that it, it gives that belt big match feel and still from time to time it doesn't hurt to have one of your top stars main event guys go after those belts even if they don't win it's just it adds like oh okay (laughs) you're doing something right then which bobby has and also shout to bobby lashley because for uh, i think pwi they dropped their top 500 list for one if you name it 500 wrestlers you're fucking insane but um Shout out to uh, Bobby Lashley making that top five. Shout out he to Bobby hurts. making that top five. Like that, that was that made me happy to see. And even though Biggie really, Biggie made top ten, and he hasn't been in ring since when he get hurt. Like it's after James, no, yeah, it was like since like March. No, the mania was in April, so it was probably like May. Yeah, so like it's it's been a minute of since B E been in ring, but like he's getting that love. But um um but yeah, so overall I'm just I'm I'm happy for Bobby. I'm glad he like for the booking for for both big car titles is better, even though I think Bobby just has better quality opponents and Gunther even though good matches as well, but also, but Gunther also is just making the most out of who he, who they put in front of him as well. So yep. I'm happy that both belts have meaning. Is just get the tag team division next, and I think we in good shape all together. Um, yeah, it's just they gotta get, they gotta split them belts up again, which I believe they said is more than like that. If anybody's dropping belts out of them, it's gonna be the, uh, it's gonna be the Usos. They probably drop. If not both of them, at least one of them, because they're talking about introducing new belt designs again for the tag team division specifically. So. Yeah, because those tag team belts are huff. 
Yeah, I've been saying so, I, that's the uh, one thing I never good. liked when they when they did the brand split again. I don't necessarily like the the brand specific idea. It's just it just seems kind of it's kind of lazy. I'm not gonna lie, I think it's kind of lazy. You you're better off just keeping it as the WWE tag champs and the World Tag Champs. I feel like that just makes more sense. Yeah. Yeah, like I ain't mad at it. But even, even, you, even if you, but now even if you still want to call it Raw, like I'm not mad at that. But even if you just want to call it the SmackDown and Raw, I just give me a better design. Yeah, the designs. It's just the design. Same for the women. It's the design. It's more than anything. It's the design to me. Because it's just if the designs was better and not just color coordinated, it just be like okay. But like, give me a better looking belt. I'll be like, all right, we talking. That's just my thing. Give me a better looking belt, and because, like I said, the the universal belt in the WWE title should not look the same to me. And just me personally, oh. shouldn't look the same. The women, the SmackDown Raw women's belt to me shouldn't look the same. Especially since they look like the the the, the WWE. They the, look the like belt. They all all four of your main belts have Looked the same. same big ass WWE logo in the middle of it. Exactly, that's lazy to me. It's very lazy. Give me a unique design for each belt, and please Triple H, bring back the original RC belt <laughs> with the white please strap. Give me white strap. White, white strap, strap is just yeah. something clean about that white strap. Like literally, it's other than that, I'm cool with. Everything, well, the U.S. belt don't need no design change. That's the yeah, one belt I feel like. Nice. That design is clean. Shout out to MVP for the dipset looking belt. I am cool with that belt. Very cool. Also, shout out to Braun Strowman in his return as well. Uh, I'm happy to see Braun back. Um, I, I may be the minority, but I am a Braun guy. Like, I'm in ring. In ring. As a person, he's a proud boy piece of shit. But as a wrestler, as a sports entertainer, I rock with Braun. He's where he, he more than likely belongs because that control your narrative shit went nowhere fast. Him going to AEW made no fucking sense. It made no sense. Like if you if you are a big man, if you like, and I'm talking like in like massive in Braun stature, even Keith Lee stature. You should be running things at that company. <laughs> yeah. You should be running things at that company. You see how because long it took them to build up Warlow, and now they just now kind of and, and they and they fucked up. and they fucked Warlow up. So completely derailed that. Yeah, they messed that up big time. But, but once again, that TNT belt is cursed. It that is. belt is cursed. Something that always belt is legit when cursed. they put it on somebody. Like it, you you get cold instantly, or you just or things your career just you get hurt. Yeah, your and your career just goes down the drain if you touch that belt. So, like I, I <laughs> shoot, I get it, but um, but yeah. So, well, I'm happy to see Brian back. Um, we're still on Sasha Naomi watch. Um. So it's just every in terms of returns, everything's wait and see with that. Um like shout out to Sasha and Naomi. They were at New York Fashion Week, did they thing. They been they hang they hung out with Titus on the Atlanta baseball game or two. 
as in the deal is done. <laughs> yep. Bro, he they went to a baseball game. They saw something on Broadway. They went to this other concert event, I think. Yep. Titus O'Neil's he finna get a raise for that. Titus O'Neil look man, deal was done before that. It was just Titus just sealed the deal. <laughs> it was just like, hey man, just you look, you know I'm the global brand ambassador. I make look. So but yeah. But overall though, I'm happy to just see that they are okay. That they just live in life. It is what it is. It's just at this point, it's a collision course. It's a collision course. Um, it's just still Sasha. Show your ass up to work. <laughs> show your ass up to work. Regardless how I feel, you show your ass up to work and work. Um, but yeah, so wrestling's been decent. Um, WWE side has been decent. Um, all the other companies they function in AEW is in critical condition but I'm sure they will figure it out they have no choice but overall wrestling has been solid G. like wrestling if you are once again we've been saying it the past few episodes wrestling is in a great place yes right now like and once again it's, it's, it's just when WWE is in a great place wrestling should follow suit until CM Punk says it needs to be about me. So <laughs> but, also going back to AEW just for a second. So mm-hmm. it's gonna be Moxley and uh and Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson in the uh in the final for the AEW world championship. Look, we saw that coming. We saw that coming. Moxley wants to go on vacation. That man wants to go on vacation. And also, by the way, it's looking very WWE. Because what happened when CM Punk dipped off? Daniel Bryan. The GOAT. <laughs> Got his run. <laughs> hey. But the good thing is you finally, you we've been saying that Daniel Bryan needed it. I think Daniel Bryan should have had that belt before Punk. He easily should have. Like when Daniel Bryan was talking shit, telling people, "I'm about to wrestle you to death," <laughs> that's when he should have had the belt. But no, Hangman can't lose it. Then y'all said, but then till CM Punk said, "I want it." It's like, I. <laughs> but Daniel Bryan's gonna win because look, Moxley has worked. Moxley has did a decent job. Moxley is their workhorse. I, we he, gotta, he's I done a decent job being their workhorse. He's tired of bleeding for the uh, bleeding and all of that. Let him win. We good. Keep that belt off Jericho at all costs. Even though I will say this, when Jericho wants to wrestle and be Lionheart, I like it. I love the Lionheart shit. I will say that the Lionheart Jericho shit has been pretty cool. But with that also being said, I do not want that belt on him. At all. Yeah, it don't need to happen again. Keep it away. Keep it away. So, yeah. So, let's go ahead and wrap this up. Uh, If you're watching this on YouTube, like I said, subscribe to the new channel. YouTube Media, of course, you're watching it. So, hit that subscribe button right there. Follow us on Twitter at Threes from the Ring. If you are listening to us, stay tuned. Uh, We're going to go on a quick break. Well, a break until Daytrail gets off work, and we will talk some basketball because training camp starts in less than a month. Yep. 
and we got to start our season preview. So if you are a wrestling fan that loves basketball, NBA stuff, stay tuned for that. If you are just a wrestling fan that just wants wrestling stuff, just stay tuned for when, on our next episode. Like I said, I am working on us getting more consistent. My hours is just my hours, and we just got to find ways to make this work. But the goal is consistency. We do appreciate the guys that support. We appreciate you guys that rock with us and all that. We really do. I really do appreciate you guys. But follow the new YouTube, you tweaking media, same thing, you tweaking media, the 2.0 page. Make it more colorful logo. <laughs> Piss niggas off. <laughs> you gotta make the logo more colorful. But better add a lot of in a two point no paint. Just just get a bucket just of splatter paint it. Be like just splatter the logo. <laughs> be like yeah, two point nigga. But we uh we are working on a tons of new things. Um, we are literally doing a. I would call it like a soft restart for the for the brand in itself because. I love you. I, we love doing this shit, and we just want it to succeed, and we want to do it the right way. But stay tuned for NBA. If you're listening, peace. If you're on the YouTube side, stay tuned later for when the NBA episode, NBA portion drops. Peace. Peace. All right. Yo, 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 what's good, what's happening? We back, brand new episode of Threes from the Ring. This is boy Chris J. Got the boy Tyler here. Yo. Got Trail Sav here. What's poppin'? And if you listen to the audio in, we're back from the little, uh, short little, well, few hour break that we took. But if you are listening to the basketball portion of just on YouTube, the new YouTube channel with that, we appreciate you for uh, checking it out, being on, and subscribing to the new channel as well. And if you're listening, watching, you have not yet, subscribe to Utweaking Media directly, Utweaking Media on YouTube, straight up. That's just the page of itself, but it's the 2.0 page for acknowledging that it's 2.0. But with that all being said, we here. Follow us on Twitter at Threes from the Ring, 3S from the Ring. Follow the Facebook page, You Tweaking Media, as well. And everything else is on the way as well. But let's go ahead and get right into this because MB- we haven't talked basketball in a good minute. Really good minute. So we have things to discuss. And um, let's go ahead and get with the hot, the hottest situation right now in the league. And that is the judgment call on Suns, Phoenix Suns owner Robert Sarver. Who pretty much had a I think since around last year or like early in the season where uh investigation was put out where he was making very misogynistic, sexist, racist uh statements and towards employees, coworkers, all of the such. And Adam Silver made his call and pretty much suspended the man for a year. Um I think it was a ten million dollar fine, which to him is that's um that's Cameron Payne's contract. So that that in itself, okay, whatever. And I think it was a, something else. I think oh he had to take a sensitivity class as well. 
So Robert Sarver pretty much to decent amount of people's opinion got a really nice slap on the wrist because people was expecting the death sentence. A really big death sentence in terms of you don't have to sell your team. And even this morning, uh, it was breaking news uh, that the the minority owner of the Suns said, hey, we need this man to resign. I don't care if he has to sell. It's not hurting me. It is what it is. Um, The sponsors for the jersey on the Phoenix Suns have said if he don't, if after his suspension he don't resign, we will not renew the contract. Yeah, PayPal. Yeah, that's, that was PayPal. That's probably what? That's probably a couple million. Just that's a vanished. decent a lot of million because uh, that's huge. Especially anything involving legit sponsorships. Now you now you legit taking money out. Um, on the jump, the I think the um, the the spokesperson. So not the president of basketball association, but like the spokesperson is like some woman. Um, she says she speaks for the players in which the players are not happy about the decision either. Um, something else happened. But so looking back on this compared to Donald Sterling, ain't this shit the same exact thing Donald Sterling did? Pretty much. I mean, you can hardly say it's worse because. Yeah, because Donald yeah. Sterling was just talking to his right he was talking and this yeah. i think that's the main difference is that and i think it was either steven or somebody said it but the main difference is that with donald sterling there was legit audio that came out and went public yeah with it and then you have magic johnson threatening to boycott legit games and all of that while and even at the time when the clippers and chris paul them said they were in the playoffs and said Yo, we we don't intend to play if if y'all don't uh if y'all don't do anything about dude. And in comp- comparison, yeah, it's pretty much similar. I feel like on a larger scale because my man's is disrespecting everybody. Everybody. It's just not on nothing leaked publicly. It's just a big old HR department saying like, "Yo, this man's folder is this big, my guy." So it's like right. Yo, tweaking <laughs> one more evidence you need yeah so it's similar it's just it wasn't as big of a public outcry and allegedly uh Stephen a said on first take that there were that uh, spokespeople of owners were saying they were kind of fearful that he might leak things about them so as in he's one of those owners who i know okay, what, i know it. what your skeletons like that's the problem. Adam Silver shouldn't have anything on his mind other than firing him. Yeah. Not caring about what happens next. Bro, there's people who will fight to own an NBA team. Yep. Like. You're about to expand. You, you plan yeah, on you're expanding. About to expand. Yeah. Especially, you know how much money you're about to get when a team go to Vegas? Whew. Like, look, the Las Vegas Aces are a really good team, and I'm pretty sure they're one of the more profitable. The, the, the Rams are teams. bringing the Raiders crazy Raiders. money to them. Raiders is bringing crazy the Raiders, money. Raiders, I mean, yeah. Uh, even the NHL team is pretty profitable. So, like, hmm. a Vegas team in NBA is gonna be freaking nuts in itself. So, that my thing is. 
you shouldn't. My thing is this: this is just a whole nasty case, and you this this, this the the sentence should have been similar to Donald Sterling, where you had to be forced to sell. It's no. I feel like it should have been no option. You had to be forced, and the Suns is one of the better teams in the league, easily one of the better teams in the league, and on top of that, that. The hot Phoenix is still Phoenix, Arizona as a whole. They're gonna like that. Look, they fan base was in our mentions because I said Devin Booker was not a two way player. I'm still correct, by the way, but they have a loyal fan base in a state where it's not that many sports teams, it's just them and the Cardinals. So you have a passionate state city to up to that you're going to make that you're going to market out of anyway. You was going to. Like, if you sell, somebody's going to buy. The unfortunate part is, yeah, Robert Sauber's probably going to get a bag, but who cares? He's he's not owning the team no more. That's just what it is. It is that to me when it comes to that. But I definitely feel like Adam Silver tweaked. It's easily he tweaked. Yeah, he's he's thinking too much about trying to save face. For the rest of the people is like you got to take care of you got to take care of one situation at a time you got to do the right mm-hmm. thing like you get i don't i don't know well obviously we know what we know what it is you know personally like when it comes to stuff like this like they don't want to you know you know rat out on their own people i guess but it's still like come on now it's 2022 we're not putting up with this shit again pretty much my so. thing is i don't it's, it has to be something that adam silver knows um, in terms of like what will be the effect of him like ending ties with these people but that's really pretty much it like it has to be something that he knows cause like you can't you can't convince me that this person said these things not only did he say these things, he was showing his dick to people. Nah, oh, I, I forgot, forgot about, about that part. <laughs> I forgot about that part. <laughs> yeah, he showed that's, his dick to people. Like when he did wild. physicals, when he was doing like doing like physicals and stuff like that, he was personally like he pulled down his pants in the report. It wasn't just him calling people nigga, and then he was told not to say nigga. Yeah, I remember that. He was even, told countless times. Yeah, even if it's in a recount of what a player said, he was told he can't say it, and he still did it. Hey, Amen. So at that point, he was just being blatantly like, I'm white, I'm rich, and I'm going to do what I want type shit. Yeah. Pretty much. In his mind, because he thought nobody it wasn't going to get to this point, and then it gets to the point, but the worst part of it all is he don't he, care. He don't care, but it, and even with Donald Sterling, he didn't care. He said Magic Johnson has AIDS <laughs> he on, 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 on camera, on wax. <laughs> it's on record. <laughs> it's still funny as hell, but this man, Robert Sarver, just was way out more out of pocket openly in front of tons of employees, tons. And it gets to the point where it's finally like, oh, yeah, we can do something about it. And you get you just really can't be around the team for a year. That that's that's bullshit. 
that's just outright. I know I, I don't mean to cuss, but that's BS. It is outright. It's, it's BS. And Absolutely. they have, they like, I'm, I wish it was a bigger push to reverse it. And I'm pretty sure, like, it's Chris Paul and LeBron already said their piece. But CJ McCollum is the president of Players Union. You have to be a little louder. You have to. Um, even like more progressive, even though I don't think it's that many of them, other owners have to probably say something. I don't care if dude may sit there and say, well, he, he was saying the N word too. Well, guess what? We're talking about you, my boy. Like, gee. And plus, even if he do sell, you can't get mad. You're about to make, uh, can one of y'all check how much the sons are worth right now? Just real quick, uh, but you're going to probably make I'm double. Yeah, all right. I, let me check real quick. I but like you're going to probably make double in terms of what the team's currently worth. So it's like my like, gee, no point of snitching the if they are t- worth one point eight billion. One point eight billion. They might sell for three. They might sell for three. You're going to literally get that and a little multiple of that. Gee, you're making your money back then some. Just to so go yeah, away. You're not you're not losing nothing but the team, really. Exactly. You're you're being paid to go away. Same way Donald Sterling was paid to go away. Just take your L in the sunset and, and say the N word as much as you please in your own privacy now. And show your Hope dick off to other people in your privacy. <laughs> it's just goofy as hell, but like it's a goofy situation. Adam Silver definitely got to hold that L in regards to how this is handled. He definitely, if he knows something or do has something on Adam Silver or even other owners, y'all got to bite that bullet. It is what yeah, it that's is. The other thing. God forbid, you know, Adam Silver then did some dirt. So that's what he's worried about. Who cares? Who cares? Roger Goodell don't care. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure Roger Goodell has, Muggs got tons of dirt on him. He don't care. Sure. Do not care. Be like Roger Goodell. Yeah, they gotta. They got nip this in the bud. Yeah. Now, and, and something's gonna sweep it under the under the rug. Uh, but the crazy thing is, one of the one of the most major moves of Adam Silver's career is coming out and saying, um, it's coming out and saying, uh. Sternly is fired, and he'll be immediately removed from the NBA. Such and such and such and such. Mm-hmm. Was, he can't do this. That was one of his first things as. That was one of his first moves as yeah. his commissioner. Yeah. So he set the president. Yeah. And then now it's like, I think we're almost a decade removed from that. Almost about a little close to a decade removed from that. 2013, 2014. Yeah, we're almost a decade removed, and it's like arguably a worse situation. Is just we don't have audio or even just like God forbid pictures of just what dude was doing. Now, if somebody is bold enough to leak a conversation, because sometimes all you need is just that physical proof where it's just like, oh, okay, <laughs> then yeah. Out for. You know, we have to, there's no choice but to, you know, make them do something. Exactly. Because the best way to is do it is affect those pockets at the end of the day. You have to affect those pockets. But, um, 
It is what it is when it comes to that. Alex Silver tweaked, the league tweaked as a whole when it comes to that. Um, let's go ahead and move on. Uh, we have a trade. We have a trade. Um, Donovan Mitchell is officially been traded since last week or a couple weeks ago. And he is not a New York Nick. He's not a Miami Heat. He is a Cleveland Cavalier. And wine and gold. Yep, he's in uh, wine and gold, burgundy gold, whatever colors you want to consider him. The uh, Jazz pretty much got, what, three first-round picks, Lori Marketing, Colin Sexton, and whoever the Cavs drafted this year. I don't some buddy ass. So, in comparison to what the Jazz asked of the Knicks, it's kind of hilarious. But um, it is what it is when it comes to that. But Donovan Mitchell is a Cleveland Cavalier. The Cavs are arguably not. It had like last year was one of the more surprising teams. They were pretty solid for most of the year until injuries kind of started nipping them in the bud. And but. They were still a solid young team with tons of potential, and you add a star, not a superstar, a solid all-star player like Donovan Mitchell to a really to legit give you a a guy who's reliable for a good twenty-five a night, regardless. So from there, it's a huge improvement to that roster. Still hurts some defensively a little bit, but as for them to figure out, not me, but. I like the roster. I'm not going to sit and say, oh, my God, they were going to be an Eastern Conference favorite. But they're a solid team. They was already a tough team to pl- uh, play against in the East because um, they're young and scrappy. but And they have no homo size. But I like the roster. Um, I see the potential. Play with them a few times on 2K. They're a fun team to play with on 2K. Um, I like I like, I like, I like the team. I see the potential. It just falls on who is going to be guarding the backcourt between uh, Garland and Donovan Mitchell, and that's going to be the joke in itself. But I like it. Um, y'all thoughts? Uh, it's just cool. Um, it makes the East deeper than what it is. Uh, what it uh, it makes it deeper than than what uh, a lot of people was, you know thinking it was going to be next year because like the East and the West is both going to be a dog fight for seeding next year. It's going to be a very competitive season no matter what you think. Um, everybody's coming into the season healthy. Every team. Yep. Like think about that. Like there's everybody is healed up. The Nuggets will have Jamal Murray back. Um, uh, the Bucks will have Chris Middleton back. Kyrie Ben Simmons and KD all healthy. Um, the Clippers are healthy. Clippers are healthy. AD will be back. Zion is healthy. Like it's it's it's, it's going to be a dog fight for each team that that plays. Um, so it's it's needed. Like I felt like um, Cleveland went out sad. They definitely had the tools to beat Brooklyn, knowing how weak Brooklyn was mm-hmm. in the playoffs. They had the tools that just didn't follow through. You know, KD is KD. You just, yeah. But 
I'm excited to see what's going to happen. I'm not a big Donovan Mitchell fan, so, you know, take that with a grain of salt. But I am a fan of just, like, good basketball being played. And I think Donovan Mitchell is going to help Cleveland play better basketball. Plus, Darius Garland, the ball gets out his hand a little bit more. Um, The only thing, the only bad thing about that team is, like, wing death. I don't think Karis LeVert got it like people think he do. Um, I don't think Seti got it like Chris think he does. Hey, man. Um, look, man. <laughs> look, man. Put respect on Seti, G. So, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic, but I'm also not going to be surprised as well. Um but that's my thoughts. Uh, just probably want to get like a really good defender. I know Okoro is there, but Okoro can't defend the world. Exactly. Uh, their that's, front court is, that's their biggest issue. Their front court is. That's still the strongest part probably, of their team. Probably will be a crazy team. They just. It's going to give teams like. I spilt like the Lakers or like Bucks. the Bucks really hard time. Um. I think Greek Freak will dominate, but it still is going to force Drew Holiday to be a consistent shooter. It's going to force uh, people like Serge Ibaka and, 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 and uh, Bobby Portis to be consistent in their shooting and stuff like that. Brooke Lopez. So it's going to be it's going to be really cool to see. I'm going to be excited to see what's going to go on. I'm looking at like a five, six seed, four at the most. But yeah. Right, Tyler, your thoughts? Pretty much in line with you guys. I uh, do think that Donovan Mitchell does help. You know, they got a consistent score. Uh, hopefully, you know, he meshes with Darian Garland in the backcourt, which I think he can. I think they, that should be a good parent. Uh, yeah, Cleveland, they look like one of the uh, – they look like a team that's going to be, you know, you can't – can't sleep on them. I'm not saying they go into the conference finals or anything, but they're a team that you're gonna have to work to get past. They're not a you know a bye week in the first round by any means. Mm-hmm. Like you're you're gonna have to. Cleveland's gonna be that team where it's just like they're still learning. Primarily like Garland, uh, Evan Mobley, Jared Allen. They they're learning. Wow. At least even though it's crazy to say that Donovan Mitchell is a veteran, but. He's a three-time All-Star. He has been in the playoffs. He has at least seen second rounds in in Game Sevens. On top, of even though you lost to Jamal Murray, but he's been in those moments. He's had those big moments, and he isn't scared of the moment unless Jalen Brunson's in front of him. But he, you have somebody who, and I think that was what why they honestly lost to Brooklyn in the play-in. Who's going to score bucket to bucket with KD? <laughs> Darius Garland isn't. Mobley wasn't. Jared Allen definitely wasn't. Karis LeVert, like, I, I have respect for Karis LeVert as a scorer, but that's not him. And at least now you have somebody, like, who can go bucket to bucket in the fourth quarter in a close game. And right. that is Donovan Mitchell's strongest suit is he is a strong closer. He isn't scared of the moment. He will give you – he will give you – 30 if you need it, if he'll give you 40 if you need it. So, I'm I'm really excited to see his impact for the team as a whole, but him and Garland 
do need to step up defensively until they can find some sort of other defender. That like, because until otherwise, I will still say their strong suit isn't the back court; it's still a front court. Because that front court depth is insane. Because you have Jared Allen, you have Evan Mobley just to start. Then you bringing in Kevin Love, and then you bringing in Robin Lopez. Like that is the fact you have that you, legit. You didn't have to give up two at least two of them is really good. Yeah, Danny Ainge is one of picks. <laughs> Danny Ainge wanted picks, and he realized he was getting Colin Sexton, which is a young piece. And even on like looking at the Jazz part of the trade, you for one, Danny Ainge did what he wanted to do. He got his picks, and he got some youth. You let Colin Sexton just pretty much let Colin Sexton do what Donovan Mitchell did last year, probably on on crack, as in just do whatever the hell you please, and you tank, and hopefully you get whoever the fuck you want. And like I said, you're not bringing. Unlike Boston, like unlike Boston, Boston isn't. Boston is at least somewhat of an NBA attraction. There's nothing you can do in Utah. There's nothing, absolutely nothing. So, Danny Ainge has his work cut out for him for trying to build a roster uh, that will a, a young roster that's going to at least be competitive and attract what he can bring to Utah. Because once again, nobody wants to come to Utah. Nobody. I'm pretty sure Rudy's happy, even, even though he's in Minnesota. But I'm pretty sure he's happy somewhat. And even though Donovan Mitchell's in Cleveland. Anything is better than Utah. Anything is better than Utah. It's, it's like, it's pretty much, it's like going from a, what you call that car? It's like getting, having a Monte Carlo, but and then moving up to, a Toyota Corolla. It's like it's better. <laughs> it's better at least. It's better. Step forward. Like, step forward. You said what? I said it's a step forward. Exactly. A step forward. Like it's better. Like it looks better. Doing things with it. So it is what it is when it comes to that. But um, let's go ahead and move on to um. We're gonna start our season preview because the season starts in literally. Well, training camp starts in like three three weeks i believe or maybe even a month so with all that being said nba season is really fastly approaching so we might as well get our season preview started in the midst of this so we're going to go division by division and pretty much we're going to start east and then work our way west pretty much with this first division we're doing is east the conference atlantic division and I can arguably sit and say this is probably the best division in the East because it features the Boston Celtics, Philly, the Raptors, Brooklyn, and the New York Knicks. If you X out the Knicks, this is really is a really great uh, basketball division. But even then, the Knicks still, still have Tibbs as they coach. They're going to be a competitive team. Um, competitive but losing team but this is a really deep division and probably half of the teams that's making the playoffs in the east is in this division in itself so um tyler who do you uh have well now we'll go team by team that's that's no well that's who do you have winning this division and then we'll go team by team um 
I kind of want to say Philly wins the division, but I don't necessarily think I'm not sure if they're necessarily going to be the best team out of the division. It could if Brooklyn, you know, figures it out, which is you know that's always going to be a question if they figure it out. You know, they potential they always going to have the potential to be the best team in that division if not the you know the whole East, considering who they have. But um, I think Philly, I think Philly wins the division. I don't think there's anything any of these teams really do with Joel and B. If Harden is back healthy. What's the division again? Atlantic. Oh, what's the team? Philly? Philly, Philly, Boston, Raptors, Nets, Knicks. It's between Philly or Boston. Nets is a good pick just because on paper that team is really good. They don't have depth, but you know, if you got KD playing 36 minutes a night, you still got a shot at having a really good record. Um, just better hope he don't break down by the playoffs again. But, um, yeah, I'm with Tyler. I'm going to say Philly. Um, yeah, I think Philly's going to be the better regular season team just following the Doc Rivers script. Doc Rivers seems always really great in the regular season. Come playoff time. By the second round, the game is the game. We'll see. But, um, so, yeah, I'm going to go with Philly being the best, probably winning this uh, division itself. I also probably have Philly probably being the best, having the best record in the uh, best record in the East. But um, I would have put Boston a little bit higher, but I just I want to see how they start off and see how they how they respond to losing in the finals. So that definitely plays the a part into how they're going to react to stuff this year. No, nah, I feel you. So, with that being said, we're going to go team by team. Uh, let's just get the team that we just we know ain't going to be on shit, and that's the Knicks. Um, thoughts on the Knicks? Um, <laughs> this is, my eyes just start they sniped Jalen Brunson for no reason. You said what about Jalen Brunson? They sniped Jalen Brunson for no reason. Outright, yes. You, you gave... Just because he son Donovan Mitchell and Royce O'Neal, you gave that man $100 million. I ain't mad. For one, I, once again, I'm not mad at no black man getting paid. And just because his son works, his, his father works for the team, that's a different type of collusion right there. But not that bright. But um, and, and I'm talking about Cleveland's backcourt. That backcourt between, uh, what's his name? Jay, who's, who's in the backcourt with him? It's going to be Jalen Brunson and who else? Is it gonna be quickly? I think it's gonna be quickly. Oh. Nah, that's a big no, big fat ugly no. Um, yeah, I, I like construction wise. I'm expecting classic tips team to just be solid, but I'm also not expecting um, them to be great neither. But um, good or great, they're gonna just be very average bad team. Um, they still got Julius Randle. He's a fraud. We we finally learned he's a fraud. Um, but that was about due. Um, RJ Barrett is due for a good season. I'm gonna give RJ Barrett the benefit that he's gonna have a solid season, earn up that contract. He's been steadily getting better. On top of that, then it's just I don't really see nothing about the Knicks that's just very flattering to look forward to. Honestly, like they really blew it by not getting Donovan Mitchell. They really blew it and free Derrick Rose. Yes, please, please let him go. 
somewhere where he can be used. Yeah, anything y'all want to add about the Knicks? No. Nope. All right, cool. No feelings for this team whatsoever. They All suck. right, that's, now let's move on to the most interesting team of this division, and that is the Brooklyn Nets. Um, Brooklyn Nets coming into the season, Ben Simmons should be healthy. Kyrie should be healthy and should be playing minimum 60 games. Um, KD coming in health, as healthy as he could as well. Um, Joe Harris is coming. I just literally saw on the bottom ESPN that Joe Harris is expected to be healthy come training camp. And I think, who who do they have at center still? Claxton? Or did they get somebody? I feel like they the center? Somebody. No, they still got Nicholas Claxton. Okay, he's still the starting center. He's he's okay. I'm not going to say he's a world beater, but he's he's okay for what they do. Um, they signed TJ Warren, and I feel like they added somebody else to that bench as well. Oh, they still got they kept Patty Mills as well. So, overall, Brooklyn... They still lacking depth, like Datro said. KD having to play 36 minutes is not going to be good because he is touching mid-30s, and he's already been quite injury-prone. So that's an issue in itself that they need to find ways, and that's on Steve Nash, to minimalize KD minutes-wise and, effectively, and just use him effectively because you do not need him taking – this is not the year I feel like where KD needs to be taking half his random. I'm about to be out for three to four weeks. This is not oh. the season where you can afford that, and he he's been doing this for the past couple of seasons when um, he's played. I still think Trey. I think KD getting traded before the deadline. Really, I do. I think um, even though the market is the worst this has ever been, mm-hmm. I think. You got to, you got fucking home. You ain't about to eat that really. Hold My, on. Oh, you was breaking up, bro. I couldn't hear nothing you said. Said, uh, um, and instead of. He's still breaking up. You sound really bad. Really bad. Oh, yeah. Fuck it. <laughs> uh, Tyler, ain't, uh, your thought, your, uh, your thoughts on the lens? Um, if they do decide to keep it together for the full season, like you said, I don't believe that they can afford for KD to be taking, you know, a whole month off, you know, worth of games. They can't afford that. Kyrie needs to have his head on straight and, you know, you know, play because, you know, when, when you play, you know, they do a lot better. Um, but he, they can't afford for neither of them to be missing considerable time or just saying, fuck it, I don't feel like I'm not playing, you know, unless it's really, unless they really, you know, are saving them up, you know, to rest for playoff reasons or whatever. But, you know, if they stick it out, you know, I th- think that they, they're they going to be a top team in the East again. I think they, you know, they are is some, you know, plot holes in this, you know, in this team. They got to uh, figure out where, you know, where they can improve. And uh, 
hope for the best because I think if they if they have another meltdown this season, they really gonna have to just say fuck it, get rid of everybody. Yeah, it's just not gonna work. Yeah, and even Daytra before his internet went to crap for some odd reasons, we y'all in the same house, but um, if I really believe if things start off slow and like a bad slow, not like a oh we're losing close games and we're edging 500 I'm pretty sure the talks of trading Katie and Kyrie is going to start again especially if all I'm saying is especially if Westbrook is still a Laker around that time frame so with that being said trade talks is going to be very centered around the Nets all year and but it's going to really fall on Katie and Kyrie Ben Simmons plays a role too, but I'm expecting Ben Simmons to literally just do what Ben Simmons do. At this point, we know who he is. He is, he is going to, he's a very, he's going to get his buckets through transition and off ball half court stuff, and he's going to play great. He's going to play all NBA level defense, defense play of the year level defense. He's going to set. He's going to play. He's going to give you assists and give you rebounds. We have to accept who Ben Simmons is. He is not going to be a twenty-eight and eight guy. He's going to give you. Even 15. though I do think that this situation should benefit him the most, yeah. If anybody, because you know he's still playing with two all-world scorers. All you got to do is give him the ball and you know do what you do off ball. It should it should really benefit Ben Simmons a lot if his head is on straight. Yeah. That's the sad part about this team is like it's so many questions about who really wants to be here. Who doesn't? You know, obviously, you know we, you know we know that neither of them, you know, the main two guys want to be there, but they forcing them, you know, to sit, you know, rightfully so. Um, but yeah, it's just you know this team. I I truly believe this team should have been won a championship. I really do. Yeah, but at least got to the finals. Yeah, it's just the biggest flaw in it all is neither one has been healthy. And they have been on the court enough at the same time. And when it comes down to it, that's that screws up the whole thing. That's why shout out to Patrick Hoops and Bruce. Call that's a concept. We don't know th- this is an idea. They're a construct. We don't know what they could be if if healthy. We have we yet to see only it. We saw one game of scary hours. One a few game. games. And even then it was scary, but at the same time, it it's not enough. So no. but Brooklyn can easily be the one seed, but they can so also easily be the seventh seed again. Yep. So, um, let's go ahead and move on to Toronto. Um, once again, I'll consider them that the Raptors is just Nick Nurse, them young guys that they have, young guys with championship experience on top of that. Mm. We. We saw them give Philly a tough six. It's a scary team to play against. And then also, if you're not vaxxed, you can't come into the country. So, that screws things over on top of that. But the Raptors is always an interesting case. I still believe that they are playoff. They can easily be a top six seed, but they can easily also be a play-in team. Uh, it's just with them, they're missing that one guy. It's it's just they're missing somebody who can give me a guaranteed twenty five a night. 
They don't have that guy. Like, I love uh, Siakam, but he shouldn't be your primary scorer. I I don't have ex- – like, Scotty Barnes is really good. He's going to be a really great player. Boris Diaw on steroids. All-star level Boris Diaw is his ceiling to me. But he That's isn't – yeah, and he, but he isn't a guy who is going to, um, but he's like a second, third option on the championship team. Yeah, um, because of his skill set. But if he does take a huge step, then oh lord, then hey, I take back what I say. And Fred Van Fleet, like I think we've, he's maximized. We he maximized his selling. He's gonna be he's gonna be who he is at this point of his career. But um, and same with OG Anobi. OG Anobi still has potential to grow, but I just don't see him becoming. Some people give him baby Kawhi comparisons. I'm like no, but they're missing. They still missing that one guy. If they can find that, if they can get hold of a tw- guy who give them a guaranteed 23 to like 28 a night, they can easily be one of the scariest teams in the league. But um. I still had them being in that play-in six-seat category where they were at last year. Same. I don't. Um, it's just too much that they're missing to be considered as the, one of the better teams, I believe. Um, but again, they're still a team that can that's going to play you hard because they have less. So that's you know that's they're always going to have that edge where. You know, they know they don't have all the talent in the world, but they play like they do. So that's like mm-hmm. always a good thing to have on on a team like that. Most definitely. But, yeah, I got nothing but love for, uh, for the Raptors. Like, once again, they're a young team. They The young core has championship experience, primarily like, like OG, Siakam, Van Fleet, with a championship winning coach. They're going to be a tough team, regardless. But you need that they just need to get hold of a guy who can give them twenty five, at least twenty five a night. Twenty three being generous, but twenty five a night, and it can't be Siakam. It just can't. Um, but yeah, so nothing else to really add about the Raptors. Daytra, you if your internet's working, um, your thoughts on the Raptors? I think he permanently muted himself. Um. Doodle. Uh, there you go. All right, there we go. He said doodle. But um, go ahead and move. <laughs> Let's go ahead and talk about uh Philly. Let's just go ahead and get Philly out the way. Now Philly, as I mentioned earlier, uh, I believe that they're gonna probably be the best team in the East. Um, even on paper, they should be the best team in the East. There was a point last year they were the best team in the East, and they traded for James Harden, which fuck things up a little bit because James Harden they got wasn't James Harden they, they thought they were going to get. Um, but with, I think, James Harden feeling motivated, at least appears, let's go based on offseason, appears to be more motivated. I have yet to see him with little Baby. I have yet to see him with the hottest new rapper hanging out with him this offseason. We've seen, I've seen James Harden working out. I've seen James Harden on uh, looking in decent shape, no homo. He's he doesn't look fat, so in which since he's been having hamstring issues for the past few seasons, part of that it it would alleviate that if you just stay in better shape. So Harden embracing basketball this off season is really huge, and with that is going to be a key key to how well Philly does 
Um, with Embiid, Embiid's going to continue to try to play at an MVP level. He's probably going to be more motivated because he probably feels Jokic cheated him out. It is what it is when it comes to that. But Embiid just also need, himself needs to focus on being healthy. Um, and I feel like it'll help if he plays closer to the basket. Um, which, if Harden plays like a point guard, it should benefit that. Because Embiid does not need to be doing drives from the three-point line. I'm, if you want to play from the elbow, play from the elbow. But it'll benefit Embiid just from playing closer to the basket to, uh, to lessen the wear and tear on his body. Um, but those are the two main factors with come sixes. But they made improvements. They added PJ. I mean PJ Tucker. They added um, who's that? They they grabbed somebody to be their back. Oh, they just grabbed Montrez, um, who's always good during the regular season. You have you have a solid you have solid depth. You have Maxi is going to continue to get better, and I like him as the two guard. Um, you still have Thibault, who's a very capable defender. You 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 still have Harris, who I think if you can get something. If you could turn Tobias Harris into something, into these two solid rotational players, if I'm new, I'm calling the Jazz and saying, can I get uh, Conley and Bogdanovich? I would do that. I would do that in an instant. But you need to be trying to find what you can get for Tobias Harris because yeah, he's going to be a third. I feel like him being a third, fourth scoring option does not benefit him at this point of his career. And you can turn him into something into too steady, based on his, his contract, too steady role players. But I like Philly as a whole. They're a really deep team. They really, I really like what I like. I like the fact that they're a deep team. It's just, once again, Doc Rivers is your coach. I love him, B, but his health is a question mark. And then same with James Harden, come playoff time is you don't know what the hell you're gonna get. So those are my thoughts on Philly. They should be the best team in the East though. Probably might be the best team in the what in the league. There's a possibility, but I'm giving them best team in the East. But um Tyler, your thoughts on the uh Sixers. Um again, pretty much in line with what you said, I think that they definitely had that potential uh to be the best team in the in the East, if not the league. Um it's really all going to come down to the, you know, what James Harden are they going to get? If they get, you know, the the point guard that's going to, you know, set and beat up so he's not carrying the load necessarily, then I think that's going to benefit them a lot. Um, and I think it, hell, if James Harden played the way he's supposed to and, you know, he's healthy, it probably saves them from a, a Doc Rivers screw-up. You know, God forbid it happens again. Um, it's not too much that I don't like about this team, though. I think they they have the the pieces that can compete for a championship. Um, I got I got high expectations for them again. I think that they should be conference finals bound. Keyword should. Should and honestly, arguably, they should be finals bound. That, that that's. But I don't trust Doc Rivers. It's just, it's a lot of things to not trust about this team. And it's between the coach and your two stars. Yep. That's just the unfortunate part. Daytra, uh, your thoughts on Philly? 
as we good. Cool. Um, <laughs> uh, then let's go ahead and talk about the Celtics as a collective. Um, Celtics won the Easter Conference last year. They took the uh, they went six games against the Warriors. Probably should have won a series, but Jason Tatum decided to commit uh, fraudulent actions. Um, hugely disappointed many people, including me. He ruined many parlays during that final, including me. And if I see dude, it's pretty much going to be on site. I might get my ass kicked, but it is what it is. But with that being said, Jason Tatum should be highly motivated to have an MVP caliber season. Um because of those fraudulent actions um he's still quite young i don't think he's even 25 yet no he's not thinking about it and you have he turned 25 either this year the end of it no i think like sometime next year so yeah so tatum is entering his prime as a player you you felt that you you have that heartbreak of losing being like a you failed in the finals, but you also just it's not only that you failed, but you lost the team kind of failed because of you. How are you going to come back? How are you going to come back and be step up to that next level? Are you going to become more create more of that killer instinct and let it show consistently? And I feel like if he does show that, I feel Tatum is going to be arguably a top two top three mvp candidate and the celtics could easily probably be the best team in the in the league with that being said they improved in tons of ways Jalen brown's only going to get better um robert williams is if robert williams stay healthy you he's a defensive player of the year guy he's a defensive player of the year caliber guy um marcus on top of that you have mark you have two defensive player of the year pop three if you want to count Three, if you want to count Jalen Brown, because I think he's the better defender between him and Tatum. But you have three potential All NBA three and Defense Player of the Year count uh, caliber defenders on your starting lineup in itself, and it's just how are they going to come back? I love Malcolm Brogdon on that team, but Malcolm Brogdon is also a walking injury bug as well. Um, but Let's see where things go with that. But you have somebody who can legit lead the offense, the starting lineup offense, and not just somebody off the bench like Derek White is. Because I hardly, I hope, stand by this. If they had a point guard on that team in the finals and Jason Tatum wasn't holding the ball so damn much, they probably would have won as well. But they finally got the point guard. You said what, Tyler? I said that definitely makes a difference for this team. We've been saying that for the longest that they need a, a legitimate point guard. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody that's going to be able to set up their office instead of it going straight through your, you know, your number one option. Mm-hmm. You know, Especially I think when neither one are either is healthy. I think that that that's probably the the best fit for for both sides. Like he he sets them up perfectly, really. Mm-hmm. And he's a solid defender as well. On top of so, he, he, once again, you your starting lineup stays strong regardless. Um, the unfortunate thing is, Al Horford's probably going to come back all the way back down to reality this year. Um, that man used whatever source of voodoo, um, 
holistic <laughs> services to literally bring the best out of Horford last year, especially in the playoffs. And I don't think we're going to see that again this year. Um, that's unfortunate. But with that, that, you hope that Robert Williams steps up. I still think he's going. Horford's still going to be an effective player, but you should like you're going to miss. He's not going to be what he was this past year. That's all I'm gonna say. Gallinari. The main thing that could be concerned for them is like their uh their front court, as far as like this you know the center center position. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like because I don't let depth, me depth wise. Let, let me see who because I I don't remember who's on a roster who they picked up because I remember they picked up Gallinari and then Gallinari got freaking hurt. He got um, hurt. He tore his ACL, so that's unfortunately he's out of there. Let's see here. Boston Celtics. Um Gallinari's out. Horford. Um Jesus Christ. Well, they still got Grant Williams, but Grant Williams is undersized. Um yeah, they if they can get hold of a they should be in the market for us like a guy who can play the three in a I mean play the center in the uh power forward. They need somebody who could play both because they even got Noah Vonley on this team. I didn't know he was still in the league, by the way. That's unfortunate. Um, and they're really just still lacking bench depth. Like, yeah, you have Derek White coming off the bench. You're still going to probably more likely have Horford coming off. Either Horford or Grant Williams is coming off the bench. Losing Gallinari hurts. But you and Peyton Pritchard might be a little bit better, but I do not like their bench at all. Like they need to really still strengthen up that bench. Like it's good thing that you your best players are still young, but you cannot run them to the run them rapid neither. That's my thing. Especially they just came off of a deep playoff run, so it's like you need Hor- you need Tatum, you need Brown, you need Smart, you need Williams all to be healthy coming come playoff time, and you don't want too many minutes on their legs either. Um, but yeah, anything you want to add about the Celtics? Um, I do think that, you know, the way, like I said, I think the way that they respond early on from, you know, of, of the, the finals loss, I think that's definitely going to dictate their pace for the season. You know, you could play angry and motivated, but you got to be controlled with it. Um, Jason Tatum, I think he still should. I think this is one of those moments. Like, I know you know we let the jokes fly and everything when he when he you know played the way he played in the finals. But I think a moment like this, especially for him to still be young, I think he needed that. It's one of those moments that some players need to kick them into that that true consistent next level. Like Giannis needed that. That's how he ended up getting over the hump, I believe, because he got his ass kicked a couple times. By the Celtics. <laughs> By the Celtics and Kawhi put him in the uh in the Uso penitentiary. Put that man in the freaking sent that man to the gulag. But yeah, like I'm hoping that Tatum learns though from this. So that's just the main thing. Tatum learning. Um I was just looking at possible people they can add to their bench and it's sad to say that Melo might be the best option. <laughs> And thing is, it's funny, but it's not funny. But because Melo, despite how piss poor the Lakers were last year, Melo was honestly really solid. He made his threes. 
it's just gonna it's just unfortunate a, another player that I like is gonna be wearing that nasty ass green. So, but Melo should be an op should be an a should be an option, and they need to, like I say, I know, I say this often, and a lot of teams need, but you need backup wings as well. Yeah, you need there's not too wings. many. Of them it's not too many in the league, but you need some backup wings. Like Melo can at least play the four and can be your primary bench score if you need if you need to have both Tatum and Brown off the court. So. But yeah, so we'll see where things go. Uh, Datra, your thoughts on the Celtics? Decent. All right, cool. Chicago decent or non-Chicago decent? Chicago decent. All right, cool. <laughs> All right, so we'll go ahead and move on from there. Uh, so next division we're going to hit. Who's the next? Uh, let me look. Pull it up. So we're gonna go north. South, no, uh, southeast division. Hold on. Yes, we're gonna go southeast, which is Jesus Christ. This division's ass cheeks. <laughs> Miami, Atlanta, Charlotte, Washington, and the Magic. This is depressing. We might Miami. combine. We might, we're going to do Southeast and Central because we're going to, like, it's nothing to talk about between the Southeast besides two teams. So we're going to combine the two. We'll do Central and Southeast next week or next episode. Um, so, yeah. Um, so we're going to wrap this up. We're going to wrap this episode up. Uh, we're going to me. Uh, Tyler, did you get 2K? No, not yet. I think. We should be able to sh- remind me. We got sh- uh, share our. We gotta uh, do the game. Share. Yeah, we should be able to do the game share because Chaz is on my PS4. You could do my PS5 too. Whatever happens, but um, but yeah. So NBA 2K23 came out last week. Yeah, yeah it's last been a week. Yeah, last week. So man, I feel like longer than that. But anyway, last week 2K came out. Of course, 2K at this point sells itself. In multitudes of ways, it's because it's 2K. Um, and my, me and Daytra, of course, I've played. I've uh, Daytra's been in every mode. I've been mainly doing a lot. I touched the Jordan Challenge, and all I can say is, even though I, I wasn't as vocal as Daytra about the Jordan Challenge, but fuck Patrick Ewing. Um, <laughs> and even though I put him over Isaiah Thomas in my greatest of all time list, that man still don't have no respect for me, and I don't like it. But yeah, Bob touched the Jordan Challenge. I've been messing around with um a lot of the five on five uh with just doing random play nows. And just my initial uh impressions, I'm enjoying it. I said this last year as well, I'm enjoying it. And even though I don't play the game as often as I would love to, I would say this is a really solid two K. They did nerf shooting, but I'm still able to shoot. Free throw shooting is a bitch. If you don't green, you brick. But I like the overall feel of the game. The the players feel more lifelike and not very floaty. But um, I feel like this is a really good balance this year. At least for me, my experience playing 2K is a really nice balance. I have yet to touch my player. I'm re- that that story mode is just too fucking cringy, and everybody's thoughts on it is cringy as well. And I'm probably it's making me not want to touch my player at all. But. I think it feels like it gets worse every year with those 
corny ass stories. I feel like they need to try to do something else at some point. Yeah, because it just so. gets it's just not appealing. Like I would rather they do something like an NBA ballers type thing than that. But that's kind of already integrated in the game with like my park and yeah and shit. That's there, but um, but yeah, but my overall thoughts like I like nothing not I'm about to go to in depth is freaking two K, but. I would say that like from going twenty two was solid until they did too much patching. Like it just got out of hand with the patching. But I would say as of right now, like just off a week, no patches so far as far as I know. It's solid. It's a really good two K right now. Keyword is right now because all it takes is the community to be on some dumb shit. Once the community gets on dumb shit, it changes everything. So but as of right now, from my experience, it's a really solid 2K. Um, I have no gripes. I, in a perfect world, I will hope Ronnie 2K and Mike Wayne don't change anything, and like unless it's game breaking. But I feel like this is a really solid 2K. Um, so that's, those are my thoughts. Daytra, anything you want to add about this 2K? It's decent. All right, there we go. So, but with all that being said, but once again, when it comes to 2K, if you can wait, wait as long as you can. Don't, um, like I said, I'm a sucker, but I at least I'm not a sucker where I buy both Madden and 2K and Call of Duty within a month and a half. Uh, You're choosing half, a sorry. lot of shit over priorities doing that. Exactly, like, bro, that's, that's the case. Wild. If you want to be the getting to be the mainstream sucker during that month and a half stretch, then hey, be my guest. I've been boycotting Madden for years at this point, but yeah, 2K. That's I'm a sucker, and I'm retired from Call of Duty. Even though the beta, the beta uh, for the new one is free this weekend if you have a PlayStation. So, bomb voyage on that, but. Do I recommend this 2K? Yeah. Um, choice is yours if you want to spend the 60, 70 or the Hondo. Choice is yours. Um, or, God forbid, you choose the 150. That's a whole different can of beans because NBA announced League Pass is discounted, which we need to talk about how we're going to uh, split when we're going to oh, split yeah. that 130. Um, but, but yeah. But overall, though, it's not like 2K. Um, but let's go ahead and wrap this up. So, let's go ahead and wrap this episode up. We are going to be try to get as consistent as we can. That's all I can ask. That's all we can do is try to be as consistent as we can uh, when it comes to recording again. Especially with the new YouTube channel. We got to get the new content up. And with all that being said, follow the new YouTube channel. Like, comment, subscribe to You Tweaking Media on YouTube. If you are on the uh, audio end, still search You Tweaking Media on your favorite uh, podcast uh, listening app, whether it's Apple Pod, Google Pod, Spotify, SoundCloud, whatever. Subscribe, follow, whichever option it gives you. Like, rate, we appreciate all of it. Help us get to where we need to be, where we want to be. And look, when the Patreon comes, I probably won't do y'all too bogus when it comes to these prices and the content uh, that I choose to put in there. So, support now and just know you was a real day one, G. Real day one. But, Follow us on Twitter at 3S from the ring, 3s from the ring. Follow any of our comments on uh, all things sports because I might use that page to rant on the Bears from time to time. But 
we appreciate you guys appreciate the supports appreciate the listens the watches and peace peace all right folks